morning, Guardians, and welcome back to another episode of Guardians Ghostcast. Um, this week, we are going to have myself, Sweaty Spooks, Truth Lives, King Kai, and this week's guest, he is the master of disaster. The sharpest of wits, so fucking witful that he could ride a bull with his eyes closed, holding on to nothing but a pinky with the biggest of dick energy we got this week. Sharp Valor. Hey guys. How's it going, man? Doing good. Uh, my pinky is still a little, you know, it's hanging in there, holding <laughs> on to a bull, you know? Oh, man. But, uh, I'm, I don't I'm know right. how you do it. I really yeah, don't. I, I wish I could hold on to the saddle of a bull with nothing but my testicles and my fucking pinky. Oh, man. Let me just tell you, I almost, I almost pulled a testicle doing that last time. So, um, how many push-ups can you do with your testicles? You Ooh. I'm I'm working on ten. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can I can only do about eight right now, but we'll get so there. We'll jealous. get there. Ah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, but really, enough. I'm I'm happy to be here. Awesome. We're so glad to have you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we know it was a little bit last minute. Um, as has everything been for the past two fucking weeks, I'm sure for us anyways. Um, what do you, what do you think truth? I I think truth seven and aneurysm. I am dying right now. Just, just a little. I am dying. It's okay. It's okay. I'll live. No, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really fun. Gives a sharp to make some really good plugs of some things he's, he's been working on. He's supposed to have something coming out this weekend is what I keep hearing. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I mean, I've or next this through the or, or maybe next, wow. maybe next weekend. But he gets he gets yeah. to make some pretty good fl- plugs this week. So yeah, electrical outlets and shit. They call me the electrician. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> they can be taking so many. King ways. Guy, how you doing this week, buddy? And you, you asked. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Shut up, Truth. I was going to say, you asked him at the wrong time. His mic was muted. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh, you know what? Let's let's catch up with everybody. Let's. Uh, but before we do that, small disclaimer. Last week, you may have noticed that we had a short episode. That episode is still in our possession and in progress. You're going to hear a little bit about our week over the past week and why that is not yet released. In short, Sweaty, a.k.a. the asshole, has the recording. Uh, I've been dealing with quite a bit this week, but I'll get into that soon. Hence why it's not yet completed or released. Um, But here we are. We're back. We're going to do this episode first, and uh, we will provide that episode whenever we can. So stay tuned. You just might get two episodes this week. Now, let's catch up with Truth and see what he's been up to this week. Driving 10 hours just alone. Well... 12 hours almost today alone. I'm tired. That's a really long butt massage. I wish that chair would have been that comfortable. I'm going to say that right now. That chair is not comfortable. It is an air-cushioned seat. That fucker sucks. The slightest pothole. I, 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 did a, I, did, I think I hit a pothole maybe going maybe 10, maybe 5 miles per hour. Like the smallest pothole. I'm, I'm talking like maybe, maybe 6, 7 inches. Holy shit. I fucking hit the ceiling of the fucking truck. Fucking A, dude. No, it's not comfortable. 
So what you're saying is you may as well have just been sitting on a bicycle seat without the bicycle seat. Yes, yes. Except it didn't go Ooh. in my asshole. <laughs> but no, it, that, the, it, it sucked. Those seats are not comfortable to sit in them all fucking day. And I didn't do any stops. I drove straight where I needed to go, then straight back home. I was not going to stop nowhere. I'm like, I'm fucking done. I want to go home. I'm done. <laughs> I got fuel. That was it. Sounds like you've been having a week, my friend. That's not too bad. It's been pretty easy. That was the hardest part of my day. <laughs> and even that was easy. And uh, Sir Kai, for our listeners who have been missing you for the past, oh, pretty much all of us, for the past two weeks, how have you been doing? I've I've been doing good. Work, you know, trying to trying to just get by, you know, while not going insane. So, it's all good. Same shit, different paycheck, huh? That's what she said. Pretty much. Gotcha. Well, fuck me. Did I ever have a week or two? No, thank you. First work okay so at my job i uh, i operate a machine at a manufacturing plant that uh, makes diagnostic kits for hospitals such as your covid test kit now this machine has been nothing but hell over the past two weeks um now usually we have two lines that run these orders we've been down a line because one of the machines are getting replaced which leaves me i'm the big honcho you know, $1.7 million behind in orders. No big deal. No pressure. Except for whenever the machine falls to shit. So, not only... Not... Oh, it gets better. Not only did I have to deal with that. That was the tip of the iceberg. The next thing that happened is actually what stressed me out. Because you know what? The thing about work... I don't gotta pay for the fucking machine at work. I can leave work at work and go home and forget about it. Totally cool with that. But not whenever the brakes in my car go. And I can't take my daughter to and from daycare. We've got to find another way to get about our daily life, including things like groceries, paying bills, and all that shit. Uh, and the garage, a.k.a. my dad, <clears throat> who does all the work, is an hour away. And I have seized brakes, meaning they're clamped onto the disc for the brake. And uh, I just got it down to the garage yesterday and whenever I was driving in the highway, usually it's about an hour drive, but whenever... You know, that's whenever you're doing, like, 60 miles per hour, I guess, was what you folks would use in the States. Here in Canada, it's kilometers an hour, which is 100. So my 100 is your guys' 60. Um, here, I was driving between 20 and 30 kilometers an hour, so maybe 5 or 10 miles an hour going down the highway with my four ways on. People just fucking zooming by me, and I can smell my brakes the whole time thinking my tire's gonna fall off 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 and then i'm gonna get in a car accident somebody's not gonna see me they're gonna ram me then i'm gonna die <laughs> serious real fear though um so anyways i call my dad I'm, I'm about a quarter way there and he's like you know what fuck it just pull over i'll come meet you and then i'm gonna clamp down that brake line by using um flathead uh vice grips so he comes and he meets me clamps it off <clears throat> and he said boy fuck it you're about half an hour away from the shop just drive the speed limit we get a bunch of people behind us if your wheel falls off whatever so i was like okay as soon as i start driving another thing i'm keeping in mind i got two lights in the back that are out what do i see at the top of the hill <laughs> whoop, whoop. fuck 
<laughs> like just just be cool just just be cool man just 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 be cool like nothing's gonna happen your dance behind you and just be cool man it's it's all gonna be good man that was the longest drive of my life aside from delivering my child <laughs> heart in my throat we make it to the shop and i get out of the car and i'm just shaking and I was really worked up, uh, so much to the point where <clears throat> I actually went into the Guardian Downcast Discord, put in a little message into the Life channel, and I was like, I don't need anything. Thankfully, nobody is hurt. But could really, uh, can you guys just keep me in your thoughts and prayers? I'm kind of having a hard time right now. So I had a couple people reach out to me, and honestly, that, that meant the world to me. Just somebody letting me know, hey, I'm sorry you're going through this. Uh, here if you need to talk and uh, I, I was good uh, thankfully got the car back today and it's running smooth as butter so everything is better now but literally that whole episode has been consuming every moment that I've had for the past week trying to figure out a how am I going to get this car to the shop b how am I going to drive it there without having a tire fall off because I can't afford a tow truck See, if I can't afford a tow truck, how in the fuck am I going to afford to replace all four brakes on the car? Thankfully, thank thank God for Mom Banks. She stepped in. She was like, I'll pay for it. You can just pay me back in payments. Today, my dad messaged, and he's like, all right, I got the car last night. Car's done today. Boy, come pick it up. And I was like, already? Damn. All right, sure. He's like, oh, by the way, it's going to be $600. And I was like, Ugh. he's like, but. I'm not going to charge you labor fees. So that took 135 off. And I was like, okay, okay. He's like, and I'll pay for half of it. So just give me 250 bucks. We'll call it a day. And I was like, yeah, you, no. sir, have a very nice case of beer and a bottle of Jim Beam Devil's Cut whiskey coming for you on May 22nd camping weekend that we're going out, which is also, and yeah, I might not be available that weekend, guys. I'm sorry, which is also going to be Father's Day weekend. That's been my week. Sweating bullets over here. Don't mind me. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Damn. But hey, let's let's hear about our guest, uh, Sherm Fowler. How has your uh, past couple of weeks been going? How's everything going, man? I'm gonna say I'm kind of with you, sweaty. Like I've had a stressful week too. Uh, going through manager training at work, and. I feel kind of like truth where they say, you know, here, we're going to train you. And then, like, they teach you the bare minimum. And then before you know it, a month has gone by, they promote you. And you're like, well, there you go. Into the deep end. And you're like, well, I, I don't know 100% what I'm supposed to. It's okay. You'll be fine. They just push you along. So now it's literally running shifts with people who don't want to work, dealing with customers in the middle of a pandemic where rules still apply and it's it's annoying i work at a grocery store so um and not just any grocery store like a bargain grocery store so you know oh. i have to deal with the most mm. annoying of customers the ones who don't want to pay a lot of money so uh other than that you know i have destiny i have my my other hobbies on the side i've been getting in my exercise even though you guys make fun of me for running you know i don't care i'm gonna lose those uh carbs so uh, I'm going to burn everything. So I don't yeah. make fun of you at all. I think that's awesome. Uh, well, actually, I'll tell you this. You're right. It was truth. It was truth. I didn't. I didn't what? When did I you make said fun I of you? Leave. Look at this. 
while my car was down and out. I actually took my bicycle to work. And honestly, work's not very far. It's maybe half hour, 20 minute bike ride. My fucking thighs, dude. As soon as I got to work, I was like, wow, holy shit. Bicycling is not the same as I remember 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> that was me biking the Chipotle back when I worked there. It was only a five minute drive from home, but like a 25 minute uh, ride on a bike. My goodness, you get to work, you're sweating, you know, puddles on the floor and you're just like, ah, and now I have to work for eight hours. Oh, God. And you have yeah, to do it again you, on the way back home. It's even right. worse when it's like it's in your mustache and it's like dripping in your mouth. And you're like, oh, that's fucking gross. <laughs> that's how it was. It's for me yesterday. I was sitting there like licking my lips. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I tasting sweat? Like, what the fuck? I fucking hate that shit. Yep. 100%. Oh, yeah. Mustache and beard problems. I work in a freezer sometimes. And with the mask on. My goodness, all the condensation <laughs> while you're breathing, everything starts freezing. So I'll come out of the freezer and you just see like icicles on my eyebrows. And I'm over Bro, here oh, like, I... I got icicles in my mustache and everything. Uh, it's the worst. Dude, I, I, I fought to wear glasses and every time I go into the freezer at work, that shit fogs up in like two seconds. It's why I don't I wear safety glasses at work for. anymore. Yeah. I don't wear safety glasses those... anymore. You need those windshield wipers for your glasses. Dude, I fucking want them, but... We hurt, we hurt. Oh, shit. Well, guys, let's fucking podcast. <laughs> All right, Is that so what we're trying to do? <laughs> I don't know. What are you trying to do there, Thimble? <laughs> Just kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right, Sharp. Let, let's start with this. How did you get your start in gaming? Ooh, you know, ever since I started listening to you guys, I tried to come up with a, a good answer for this. And I want to say it's going to be the Game Boy Advance. I like the, no, the Game Boy Color. So back yes. when I was like, Ooh, hell yeah. When I was seven years old, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue had just dropped. And my next door neighbor, she had just gotten a Game Boy. So naturally, like my best friend at the time gets it. And I'm like, mom, dad, please please i need to get this so we run over to toys r us uh back when they still existed and got me a game boy color i got the uh it was green I remember so vividly it was green i got pokemon red because it had charizard on the back and i played the hell out of that game well, and that was you. that was honestly that was it that's what started it and then later on i bought a playstation after that uh the first gen with Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Ooh. Very similar to my fucking, start. Fucking beautiful games there. It's all about the platformers, man. I, oh, I yeah. feel like you start with platformers and then you work your way up to like the harder games. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, I, that's actually very similar <clears throat> to myself. I started with Sega. Uh, at a very elementary, young, like five and under age. Um, same as you, whenever Red and Blue come out, and that was kind of my first game that I really, really leaned into. Um, and then after that, it uh, was the first PlayStation, and it was all right, but eh, it, like Crash Bandicoot. Um, I didn't have Spyro at the time, but I remember playing a friend's Spyro game, and I was like, this is amazing! 
Um, and then it was Xbox regular for me. So Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Get at me. Can't wait for the remake. Um, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, let's see. There, you know what? Before Unreal Tournament come out, you know, that's the big game that everybody's all nostalgic about. If you were there, you know. Um, there was this other game called Unreal Championship. Not the second one, but number one, the original that come with my Xbox. And I can never find that game ever again. And uh, that was probably one of my favorite f first introductory FPS games if it wasn't Halo. Um, and then 360 era, our current Xbox One, and rather than going new gen console, I just went PC and said, fuck it. <laughs> oh, crap. You just took me back to uh, high school days when we had a keyboard in class. Our teacher would sometimes let us use the computers, and somebody figured out how to download Quake onto oh, yeah. the computers. Oh, hell yeah. So I've we would all right be. Now. Yeah, we'd all be in computer class. Instead of typing or doing the assignment, we'd all just jump onto Quake and we would do a LAN party. So there'd be like five or six of us and you'd just hear around, damn it, in the middle of class because somebody just fragged us. <laughs> Teacher starts looking at you like, what you doing? No, nothing, nothing. You know, I just I can't get the comma to work. <laughs> Actually, damn. we used to troll my teacher by playing, uh, it was like, a DOS screen based RPG game. So it's not like a graphics game. It's all text based because it's in a DOS screen. But we found this online uh, RPG game that you could play through DOS commands and it was fucking amazing. Man, but... that sounds complicated. Yeah, no, not DOS. really. It was just kind of like your block of text is a room, right? Then you get a couple of different choices which way you can go. And, you know, depending on which way you go, there's RNG, which would mean you might encounter an enemy. You pick what command you want for your attack. You get X amount of XP, move on to the next room. There might be loot, things like that. It was pretty interesting. <clears throat> that, that actually does sound cool. Yeah. So outside of gaming, uh, what are some of your other hobbies? Okay, so I have too many to count, but I am a photographer, and I specialize in beauty and fashion photography. Ooh. Uh, I don't know why. I think it has to do something with that movie, uh, Devil Wears Prada, but like ever since I was young, I really had a fascination for like the glamour, uh, the glamour side of photography. So I really looked into kind of starting off with portraits but that didn't really interest me landscapes didn't interest me food photography didn't interest me but then i got into shooting somebody's makeup and i actually like the retouching side so once i've taken the photos and bring them into photoshop that's where i really have all my fun and it's cool to see the uh before and afters of a photo uh something that i really pride myself on is uh the level of professionalism that goes into retouching and to take kind of like the raw beauty of somebody and just not completely change it, but just finesse it to where they actually love the product. And uh, a lot of times within the community, everyone's like, oh, I really want to work with you because you make your edits look very natural and they look professional too. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, delivering crap but you know uh it was a case of fake it till you make it uh so there's photography then i also do uh jogging i like to jog uh ever since i was young i was super fast so i would always like pick you know those little 
competitions at school where it's like i'm the fastest no i'm the fastest next thing you know like everybody's like lining up to have that run uh with your whole class yeah that was that was me and uh that kind of just became over the years my form of exercise i like to go running uh something about that not much of a swimmer uh i can swim but it just doesn't interest me as much as running you just pop in the headphones listen to some good uh house music and you're just gone nice dude I would say those are my hobbies besides cooking. Cooking too. Mm. I don't know about you, but it's, you get to make it and then you get to enjoy it. And, and then, then if other you're people lucky, wash the dishes because you Yeah, cook. if you're lucky, somebody else <laughs> cleans it. Yep. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. That's why I'm, that's why I'm married. I, I can't cook. That's why my wife cooks. That's why I married her. Hey, you're never too old to learn. <laughs> it's okay. You got time. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I guess somebody i guess it's hey, just there. up to you and me sharp to make our own roast beefs man <laughs> so my mom my mom is from argentina so something that i love about the argentine culture is we have what are called argentina asados and an asado is basically uh it's a it's an argentine barbecue so you get like the thickest the uh, juiciest and tenderest uh cuts of beef and it is a slow process, uh, a slow cooking process on the grill. So instead of using flames, you make embers. So you'll burn out the coals, wait till they're embers, no flame. Then you throw the steak on. And so you get a really smoky flavor without too much of a char. And because it takes longer, it uh, comes out so much more tender and juicy. And that's just something that I've always been into. So I pride myself on that on that that aspect and i'm sorry truth you don't cook you'll never be able to like just rip into a steak that you've just cooked and be like man i did that i did that that was medium amazing. well medium well for me i want food now you all suck i'm hungry now yeah sorry i have the hunger inducing uh hobbies same but yeah like that's taking... what i do in my free time I like to butterfly a chicken breast, slap some ham in there with some um, mozzarella, and what's that other cheese? It's not Parmesan, but it does start with a P. It usually comes in like, like a wax ball. Um, but anyways, provolone. provolone. Provolone, yeah. So mozzarella provolone ham butterflied inside of a chicken breast, and then what you'll do is you'll wrap it in bacon, and then you'll dip some uh, just egg yolks, no whites, just the yolks, and then you'll bread the chicken and cook it in the oven. Well, obviously, you put more cheese on top or maybe even some fucking bacon bits while you're at it if you really want to go nuts to the wall. And, uh, you know, your regular sour cream and chive um, whipped garlic potatoes, so all of that stuff together, uh, and some carrots and maybe some broccoli, and you got yourself a delicious supper. Fuck you, Truth. <laughs> I was waiting for you to look. <laughs> I was over here thinking this man was drooling. I mean, I was. I thought that's what fuck. was happening. Now you made me want more food. Damn it. I just ate, too. Well, see, the goal is whenever you cut into that chicken breast, right? And then you s slowly start spreading that cooked, crispy, juicy, because it's sealed with the bacon and the um, the bread that you put over top of it. So all right. the juice is inside. Whenever you open it up, it's going to splurge out all of that juice and with that melted cheese. It's that Slurge. string of melted cheese that you see in fucking commercials. Yep. 
whatever. All right, I'm what done. Sorry, image. listeners. I'm sorry. You said <laughs> splurge. My brain stopped at that point. Yeah, whenever you cook meat properly and you first cut into it, there's a puddle of deliciousness. That's how you know oh, yeah. it was done right. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, well, Truth, take us into our next question before we destroy you. <laughs> I think you already did. <laughs> oh, that's just a start, buddy. Don't get me going. <laughs> so what uh, what kind of games do you prefer to play? Like, uh, I guess, genre of games? I would I definitely just... say I played a lot of RPGs growing up. Um, Kingdom Hearts is what I kind of got hooked on. And from there, playing... Uh, well, mainly like MMORPGs. So I played World of Warcraft for a while, played RuneScape for a while, uh, then found Kingdom Hearts, and I liked the action-based combat of it. And uh, then first-person shooters as well. So I played Borderlands for a while, uh, Call of Duty, and then eventually made my way to Destiny. So I would say anything RPG. Uh, platformers are cool, and... I always liked the MMO style of games because you have a lot of people to interact with and play with. So I would say those are, that's it. So kind of all over the the place topic. I have kind of a question for you because, okay. okay, So I'm going to take a wild guess here. You might like final fantasy, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. So there's this other game uh who's it created by let me find out right quick because um they actually do the mario tennis games right now and they haven't made this fucking game since mario and it drives me nuts nope nope um i'm gonna bring it up here right quick developer camelot software uh and they work with nintendo for the publishing but anyways there's a jrpg sort of pocket rpg i guess because it's for the game boy it's called okay. Golden Sun. Have you ever heard of it? No, I have not. Dude, Ooh. you just fucking um gave me memories that I forgot about. Oh my god. One, two, and three. King Kai wins. He's fuck. the first person that I've encountered outside of my in real life friends that knows what the fuck I'm talking about. I didn't have a and game. Those games were hard. Great games. I didn't get a no, console. No. Any kind of handheld to, to the three to the three to the, the 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 DS, the original DS. That was the only handheld I've ever owned. Yeah, th- those games were not easy. Like no, you they had weren't. to, uh, you had to invest the EXP into your characters, find all the hidden weapons and armors and stuff, and uh, the dungeon or genie as it's properly, I guess. But uh, you find these little monsters across the world as you go. You get an airship and things like this, uh, and the more little digin that you collect the more like special big fucking massive combo attacks that you can do and the more damage it does gotcha. um, other digin have like maybe attack up defense up healing power stuff like that and whenever you use an individual digin then you get like say six in a row that are ready you can consume those six in order to do the big combo attacks with the bosses and stuff but anyways i digress yeah, there was a game on the Apple Store back in the day that was very similar to that, and it was for the iPhone, and I played the mess out of that game. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you had to go collect a better sword, you had to collect, uh, kind of like you said, familiars, and then based yeah. on the familiars that you had, you would have access to more powerful 
uh, attacks to take on the bigger bosses. And I was just, I was mesmerized with the fact that there was an Apple app. There was an app that was that good. And yeah. this wasn't a Game Boy. It was on my phone. And I was like, dang. So, well, yeah. if you've ever played uh, Brawl on Nintendo, what, what's that game called, Kai? My memory's escaping me here. Super Mario uh, Bros. Super Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers yes, Super Smash Bros. So if you've ever played it, I think it's on the Wii and onwards. So if you have like a Switch now or anything, there's a character in there called Isaac. Uh, I just sent you a quick link. And in the icon or thumbnail, you'll actually see who Isaac is. Um, he's in Smash Bros. And he's also from that Golden Sun game. Okay. Yeah, no, never, never heard of the game until today. Check it out, man. That's fucking fantastic. It was, it was a great game, and uh, emulators. Yes. Great way to play yes. it. There's three games that you can play. The first two are Game Boy Advance games, being Golden Sun, and then the Lost, what? Lost Ages, I think, is the second one. Um, and then for the third, which would have been DS, <clears throat> Truth, uh, Dark Dawn. Hmm. I have very childish games on my DS. Very childish. Yeah. My parents are very <laughs> controlling at the time when I had this. That's all I gotta say. Get it, get an emulator, Truth. That's fucking amazing. You will not yeah. regret it. You won't. You, you'll, you'll probably um, uh, want to pull your hair out at some points, but uh, you will enjoy the game. It is challenging, yeah. It's not an easy game, but it's fun. Are you very saying fun. I can't take a challenge? Is that what you're saying right now? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can do the Great American Challenge. Do you want me to do that? <laughs> not is, that, is that challenge. The, not that, that challenge. One, uh, is that the one where you're out in the middle of a hurricane and nothing <laughs> but your boxers and long hair and an American flag spinning your um, hair to heavy right. metal? Go ahead and Google Great American Challenge. I want you no. to Google this and on 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 knots on. Uh, you need to go into incognito mode before you do it. All right. You know what? This is my own computer. Don't need no incognito mode. I don't live with my parents now. <laughs> you do not. That truth. Why don't you take us into uh, our next question? <laughs> I'm telling you, for those of you who can't see this, I'm all expressions right now. Like, eyebrows going up all the time. Eyes popping. What? Oh, I just, when you said something oh, about God. challenges, that made me think of that. I don't know why. <laughs> It was the immediate that pause, is? like, what? What? Okay, so a competition often held at the end of college final weeks no. in which teams of four <laughs> no. attempt first consume a 30-pack no. of beer no. and eight no. pounds no. of no. meat. No. No. I think it, it, it needs no. to be dirtier. It, Considering it, how Truth was telling you, it needs to be dirtier. I'm going to Google it for you and Put send a screenshot, yeah, I was say, okay? This is typical Canadian shit that we do every fucking day anyways. <laughs> no, it's, it's something... Massively different. Massive is like an understatement. <laughs> Everything points to a modern day drinking game. No, 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 no. I'm uh, for, for you. For those do, of do you who don't know, uh, for those of you who don't know, the easiest point of reference would be Saints Row, the dildo bat. Oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, let's just. Well, that's uh, where Meatloaf come up with the idea. Of <laughs> let's hell. just say it is three feet. Oh 
God. All right, moving on. <laughs> and here's a screenshot. Oh, what? That is so fucking stupid. I can't say you take a screenshot in fucking private mode on my phone. What the fuck? Okay, so you guys are going to get a link. Nice job. <laughs> well, since Truth's off doing who knows what now, uh, um, what games are you most willing to help out with? Um, Destiny. Because I don't really play anything else right now, man. Um, if anyone was ever stuck on a game of Spyro, I would definitely be able to help them with that. I would I would be that backseat driver like, no, 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 no. You got to go over there. Make sure you pick up all the gems. <laughs> do all the challenges, right? But other than that, Destiny, um, if we're talking about like physically helping somebody with if we're talking about developing it would be fun to to work with uh destiny uh with bungie uh i don't know if i'd be able to take it though considering how much uh criticism you'd get working with a company like that especially considering managers yeah considering <laughs> our uh considering especially the, the community itself yeah you'd have to deal with everybody's criticisms and uh critiques and all that stuff i, I don't know what you're talking about the destiny with, community loves the idea of transmog <laughs> with at least uh 90 no, percent of the community uh, saying um that's um, actually facts they do well, like we, the idea of transmog they hate the implementation there we go three and four yeah that is true. no big deal <laughs> but yeah i would m be most willing to help out with uh, a game of destiny like yeah you probably shouldn't peek that and he just bashed you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right. Truth. Oh, that that is a great American challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you. Uh, what? <laughs> You know what this is, but you don't know what the fucking Trailer Park Boys is? <laughs> yes! I only know this because we have a good buddy in our clan. Who, who, his wife... Is this Vesper? No. 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 It, it, uh, he's not really active that often, but when he is, it's shit like this comes up. Yes. Um, let's just say his wife hollowed that fucker out and put it on a baseball bat. <laughs> For cosplay For reasons. a cosplay. She hollowed it out with a Dremel. <laughs> yes. True story. You can ask him. If he's ever active. Yeah, right. Holy shit. I'm just going right. to scroll up so I don't have to look at that. The <laughs> Understandable. I'm not yeah. even looking at it right now. You don't want to. <laughs> oh, for oh I know. Sakes, truth. <laughs> Okay. All right, all right. Truth. Uh, why, why, why don't you take the next question? All right. Well, real quick. Now, there's been some rumor and some talk in in, in that, that that I've heard. So, what is this thing you've been working on that we that you call whether we wanted it or not? Yeah. So that's the name of the podcast I'm working on. Um, I've been. I think it was probably like two or three months ago that I started listening to podcasts um i just got tired of listening to music 
while I was working. Uh, I have to kill three hours before we open the doors at work. And so I decided to pull up the podcast app and pull up a Destiny uh, podcast because I was like, might as well listen to something that's entertaining. And I ended up discovering like most of the Destiny podcasts out there, really enjoying it. And I was just like, man, these guys have cool opinions. I like hearing what they're talking about. And then over time, I was like, I think I would actually like to do something similar. So the hardest part was actually, I think, finding somebody to to do this with and also trying to figure out a way to do it in a it's like you're bringing the same information, but trying to deliver it in a different way or at least to make the show kind of like your own. And uh, that was that was the hardest part. Uh, so the first obstacle was uh, coming up with a name. And I looked up another Destiny podcast, Taken. Um, and all the other ones that were, were out there were pretty generic. You know, like uh, DCP, Destiny Community Podcast, uh, Guardian Downcast, uh, all, all good names. And I was just like, man, what am I going to call this thing? I don't want to do anything i don't know i didn't want it to be basic but i wanted it to be based off of something uh game wise so that you know anybody who really knows destiny would be like "Uh uh-huh i see what you did there so i thought about it for a while and whether we wanted it or not was fresh on the mind because of a season of the chosen they were like season of whether we wanted it or not because we had to take out the chain of command within the battlegrounds activity and that was just fresh on the mind so that was really where i got the name for the podcast so that is how i stumbled upon whether we wanted it or not and yeah uh i'm still we're still in the uh developing phases uh i finally got myself a co-host uh somebody dedicated uh to to doing this with me so we aren't officially published or anything like that but we will be releasing episodes soon especially with the new season coming out i'm trying to coordinate our first episode with that so if not this weekend it'll probably be next weekend that i do my first recording and then publishing after that so probably two weeks from now wow so with that i actually have a few questions just uh just just from that so first you mentioned that it, you got a very similar start to me in terms of getting into the podcast world. Like you're at work, you need to listen to something. You're getting tired of listening to the same music over and over and over and over again. Um, so that's kind of what pushed me into the podcast realm and wanting to find out some more information. How can I get better? Where can I find the information and stuff? I still remember my very first Destiny podcast that I stumbled across. And it's really neat because both Truth and I were both on their show. And I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, it's two Titans and a Hunter. So with that, I'm curious what uh, your first podcast Destiny group was that uh, you stumbled upon, just out of curiosity. It was DCP Live, so the mm-hmm. Destiny Community Podcast. And it's only because of the fact that when you type in Destiny into yeah. the podcast app, that was like the first one that popped up. And I just clicked on that one, and that was the first one I listened to. After that, I found uh, Guardian Downcast and... Looking at similar, I also found two Titans and a Hunter. I find that if you don't know who to look for within the podcast, like you, 
you won't find them for a while. You kind of have to do some digging by yourself to actually find these podcasts. So, yeah. So yeah, that uh, was my first one. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, The next question that I had for you, in terms of your podcast, you said that you're trying to work out how maybe you could be unique or different or what you have to offer. So, like, not that that part really matters as much. I mean, I'm of the position where if you want to do something, just fucking do it. Who cares if Joe Schmo's already done, blah, blah, blah. Just make it your own. But my question is, what rough format or what kind of how how do you want to approach this is there something that you really want to nail every show like is it interviews is it you want to hit the twab every weekend or every week uh you know what's the thing that you're looking forward to tackling the most when it comes to podcasting okay uh so i do want to incorporate interviews but i do want the main focus of the podcast to be on the twab and also like anything upcoming any changes anything like that and that was why whether we wanted it or not also felt like a fitting uh title for the podcast because it's like whatever changes Bungie makes we have to deal with it whether we wanted it or not like that's that's just what it comes down to they say we're gonna do this We, we can moan and scream and holler all we want but it's gonna happen because they're the company they get to make the rules They'll listen to us on occasion, but it's happening whether we want it or not. So uh, that that's honestly what I wanted to bring up. I also have a few guys in the clan that I'm a part of. We're very opinionated when it comes to like changes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We did a test run the other day and literally no script. We We went about an hour and a half just talking about things that we were upset with, things that we thought were done well, and... Uh, I think that that's going to be the main focus of this one. So really diving into, uh, and the other thing is that we also are well-rounded. So it's not just PVP and it's not just PVE. We do dabble in a lot of stuff. Like I'll jump into trials. I'll do Grandmaster Nightfalls. I'll do uh, most of the end game content. So I, I feel like I have enough experience within the game to tackle the changes that are coming and how that's going to affect the uh, play styles of all of us who go into these different activities. Wow. I'm sorry, Kai, and truth that I'm talking so much, but I have to ask this. He's left the door wide open. Sharp, oh, dude, what it's would understandable. Be, what would be your ideal destiny? No, oh, shit. This could go for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, simply put, rather, like... Yeah. Is there Honestly, something specific you'd like to see? Maybe something you'd like to see fixed more or less of? Um, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. So my ideal destiny, I want to say, is a game that feels balanced for the casual and for the super grindy hardcore oh, gamer. Yeah. Um so I know that I don't remember if it was you guys or somebody else brought this up. Uh and my friend from the clan also brought this up. Uh one was adding adept weapons to end game content with harder harder modes. So like raid weapons that are adept but you have to do like the master version of the raid. 
uh, or adept versions of weapons from dungeons, but you have to do the master version of the dungeon. I think that that's something that I'd like to see uh, because you would have something for the hardcore gamers to play. Uh, when it comes to trials, I'm thinking making the weapons more accessible to casual gamers because that'll give us those of us who are like middle of the road who don't completely suck but aren't like sweat lords we'd actually be able to make it to the lighthouse one day because the population would be better uh then you also have um what was another thing i was thinking of adding ornaments uh ornaments for raid gear and dungeon uh dungeon gear so having armor ornaments for the master difficulties so if you do that, you could get an adept weapon, but you could also get the chance to get the uh, ornament for that gear. Kind of like they did with the Leviathan when it first came out. Uh, I don't know if you guys... I didn't have too much experience with it. My friend did, because I didn't do the Leviathan raid. But I got all of the gear because of the, uh, the clan engrams at the time. Uh, but I think that that would be like my ideal destiny. Uh, a game where you can go in and know that if you're casual, you can be able to get basically all the gear, all the weapons, not have to do too much. But then at the same time, if you really wanted to invest hours into this game, there's plenty of stuff to do. Gotcha. Truth, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to listen to this guy, and I just see you play with your fucking beard, distracting the shit out of me. <laughs> it's not on purpose. Of course it's not. He's just out here taking care of his nightly skin routine. <laughs> Massaging the beard with the oils. The oils of his sweaty fucking work hands. The cream. Kai, would you like to bring us to our next question? Please save us. Well, do you have any fond memories uh, in either Destiny 1 or 2, if you've played Destiny 1, that is, that stand out to you? Yeah, um, actually, could you guys just give me a quick second? I didn't tell anybody that I was podcasting. A truth, you better remember this part because you probably have to edit this. Uh, give me just a quick moment. Let me just tell my dad not to interrupt me. No, you're good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a world where truth lives is raffling all over the floor, <laughs> leaving nothing but drooling cum stains all into his carpet underneath the bed. <laughs> While Sharp Valor had to leave. To let his father know, hey, don't interrupt me on podcasting, Dad. <laughs> In a world where we're never going to get uh, Siva as a subclass. <laughs> we can only hope. Okay. So, fond memories in Destiny. Uh, so, my fondest memory of Destiny 1 happens to be the very first mission. Uh, and that is because I remember putting on destiny at like 10 o'clock in the evening just got the game super excited and there i am playing through the first mission and what's the first thing they have you do go through the stupid wall 
and then all the lights go out and then you're like bombarded by freaking uh hive and i I don't remember how loud it was, but I, I almost hit the ceiling. Like, I jumped so, so fast because I was not ready for the jump scare that was uh, waiting for me. And that was the moment that I really, really fell in love with Destiny. I was like, man, this game knows how to get you. But I loved the aesthetics. I loved everything about it, except for freaking uh, Thrall. I will never like Thrall. Thrall my least favorite character, and it's because they freaking scare the hell out of me. So any encounter that has, like, a dark room with Thrall, yeah. I'll get through it, but I'm not a big fan. Destiny yeah, be... Destiny 2, however, um, that fond memory has to be one run of Deepstone Crypt. We get to the final boss, and there we are fighting Tanix, and we're struggling we're on final stand and we're not doing enough damage. He's about to wipe. Like he's on the very final, like if you don't kill him this time, you're wiping. And we were all freaking, you know, we're thinking we're done. And somebody in the clan's just like, keep shooting, just keep shooting. Next thing you know, somebody gets off the last shot. He blows up before we wipe. And uh, we finished the encounter. And we were all freaking, you know, jumping, screaming, uh, yelling into the mic like, Oh my god, did you see that? <laughs> freaking uh, had to clip it so that I could see it later on. So that's, that's my fondest memory of uh, Destiny 2. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nothing like a last-minute clutch. Mm. That would be a one... last wish for me. I don't one follow-up question though, uh, regarding your uh, Destiny One um, memory. Yeah. What what uh, what subclass did you uh, what uh class did you pick uh, for the uh starting out? Oh, hunter, all the way. Ah, god damn it! Yeah, the second that I saw the three character models, I liked the hunter the most. See, warlocks. Titan, bro. Warlocks just keep losing warlocks to a fucking cape. <laughs> Now, to be fair, whenever I play RPGs, I always go for the DPS class. So I tend to go for, like, rogues or assassins or whatever that class is called. I've always gone for them, so when Destiny comes out, I went for the Hunter. The Master Race. <laughs> mm, sure. <laughs> now, to be fair, I started out Destiny as a Warlock for the first year. Um, and then I, I started in Forsaken. I didn't get to experience D1 when it was, at the time, considered the new hotness. Um, I got to experience it when it was considered old and busted. <laughs> um, and then come Shadowkeep, I went Titan, and uh, during Beyond Light, I have mained a Hunter, and I think that's where I'm going to stay. But I have adequate experience under all three, and I'm flexible, so if we're doing a raid and we need... Um, What's that fucking super with the solar sword that you throw down to the ground keeps people healed up? The well, the well, well of radiance. Yes, well of radiance. Yep, yep. So I'm happy to do that. Or if I'm doing Titan, uh, I'm happy to do the bubble Titan, be a support class and help out my teammates, um, things like that. And I've also got divinity as well, so I could do that. Uh, I'm I'm pretty well rounded in verse when it comes to that sort of a thing. Same thing. Once I started getting into rating, I realized that you really kind of have to have 
all three characters. You have to have all three classes, especially if you want to raid consistently. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes your hunter, I mean, doing some of those challenges where it's all the same class, I'd rather do it on a warlock or a titan than all six hunters. Could you imagine that? Ladies and gentlemen, oh. I'm sorry, I have to announce this, but Truth's wife totally just splashed water on him. That's fucking amazing. Fuck you guys. Ten points. Now my ass is wet. What the fuck? Your ass oh. is always wet. It's sweaty. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> this shit. Uh, well, onto that uh, one thing, uh, Valor, about uh, being versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've pretty much been Titan since uh, Destiny 1, and I have not had trouble doing raids. Uh, biggest uh, example is um, it was one raid. It was Wrath of the Machine in Destiny One. It was mostly all hunters. I was the only Titan. There was no other class, mm-hmm. and we beat it. You didn't think I was gonna do it? Did eventually. You? Huh? No. So I, I shouldn't be talking about Guardian games right now, right? <laughs> I don't fucking care. Probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not for those listening but uh truthfully i could give two fucking shits i don't blame you i just wanted the heir apparent <laughs> after oh. after looking at five days of what was going on with guardian games i already knew hunters were winning it there was no chance uh respawn from two titans and a hunter i think My he boy. explained it best he explained it best i won't do anything he said new. uh they're like three times the hunters that th- than there are of the other classes. So even if the Titans were to get 100% of that multiplier, 200% is not going to be 300%. Yeah, I mean, I got to give a shout out to uh, our boy Log Power Slave from the DDU, uh, Destiny Down Under podcast, the Australians. Uh, he's probably the smartest Titan I've ever met who actually put math on a spreadsheet to explain, all right, so here's here's the thing, Titans. With the math that has been presented to us within the TWAB from Bungie, if we just wait till three days before it's closed, we'll have enough of the 10% bonuses built up over time that we could just take it over. <laughs> but sadly, alas, the Hunters have submitted Titans and the Warlocks. And at least the Warlocks are happy with being second. Like, all the Warlocks are like, yeah, we're staying consistent, boys. Let's lock in Silver <laughs> Place next year, too. I honestly don't give a shit. I've been a part fuck of the it. team every year. Fuck you, Truth. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Love you, too, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, I like to ask this as one of our signature questions to all of our guests that we have on our show. So, you're having a conversation with a gamer. And uh, perhaps this gamer has never heard of Destiny, how would you describe Destiny to a gamer who has never heard of it before and probably doesn't even have Halo experience? Ah, damn, you handicapped me. (laughs) I was ready to say, uh, have you heard of Halo? But obviously that is not an option now. I Uh, mean, we don't have a speed run here, so this is kind of the only thing I can crutch. (laughs) Right. How would I explain Destiny to a non-Destiny player? Well, have you ever played Call of Duty? Yeah, it's nothing like that. It takes longer to kill people, and there are a lot of fantastic abilities that are going to get thrown all over the place. Um, it's it's a game where you can kind of either play against, you know, just play out a campaign, play the game, 
or you can go in and play PvP, so you get the two options. You're not confined to just one. Mm-hmm. It's not like Call of Duty where all you do is uh, PvP for the most part. I mean, the campaign is just shooting people all the time, too. Um, if you like a challenge, this is the game for you. If you like sci-fi and fantasy, this is the game for you. And do you like defeating big, giant bosses? This is the game for you. That's how I would describe Destiny. Um, do you like foreplay? <laughs> I was going to say, do you like anal sex? No. Do you oh, like getting God. fucked in the ass? Nope. <laughs> Here's, I like to get wined and dined before getting fucked. Do you that? No, the reason why I brought that up is because uh, one of our previous de- guests described it as... <laughs> Well, are they a virgin? And I'll say, you know what? For this example, yes. He's like, okay, well, in, in that case, do you like a beautifully put, semi-disappointing world? <laughs> yeah, and then he, he goes on to explain that's a foreplay method, but I like what you're saying. I like it. Like, back that in Destiny... answer. Back in Destiny, back in, like, 2000... What was it, 14? 2014? When it first came out, yeah. I remember watching all the YouTube videos... And everyone was just going bananas over the backgrounds because mm-hmm. the worlds in Destiny looked so good compared to other games that were out at the time. But now it feels like it's just, you know, even though Destiny still has some of the best world backgrounds uh, out there, it, it kind of just feels meh compared to everything out in the market right now. So yep. I, I can't really use that as a... As a selling point like you used to back in the day. I want to say that, uh, honestly, when it comes down to it, I loved Anthem because it was it was beautiful. That entire world was beautiful. I don't know if you ever played it. You ever played Anthem? I saw, I saw some of the gameplay, but never played it. Oh, dude, the gameplay was super fun. I like being able to fly around and just do what the fuck I want in the open world section. But, I mean, yes, story lacked, of course. Then you've got the other, the end game content lacked. But, I mean... Other than that, like, the world was amazing. I mean, the amount of waterfalls there was, like, the, the entire flying mechanic was fucking fun. It was such a beautiful, crafted world that Bioware could not fix and was not willing to fix. And what I'm saying, though, is Bungie's definitely trying to build something along those lines of a beautifully crafted world. And they're willing to work on things as they go. Right. And take player feedback. And hopefully one day we'll have an Anthem-style, like, look. Maybe. Doubtful. Maybe. Doubtful. Okay. Kai, take it away. The question. Go. Well, since uh, this one we've kind of already, well, you already answered, uh, I'm just going to skip to that one. And um, what do you think our next Darkness Space subclass will be? And why is it Stasis? Well, why is it, um, C-Vibing? <laughs> we already have stasis. But there's a plus stasis. Well, I'm honestly just preaching to the choir because I kind of agree with you guys. Um, I think it, it's either going to be poison or that, uh, that gravity idea that somebody came up with. I honestly think it's going to be poison, though. Something similar to Thorn uh, or Necrotic Grasps. Uh, something like that. Especially with uh, the art style that they've kind of gone with, with the Witch Queen 
everything's kind of green. So it only makes sense that the next subclass is going to be green. Um, they also haven't used that color yet. So they mm. already have purple, orange, blue, um, dark blue. So they'll probably go with something green. Wait, wait, um, I, thought, I thought there was also red in stasis. Red? You've noticed what it? are you in, smoking? Dude, it, I am smoking everything you could think of. The red that you're thinking of is just because it's an enemy. So it's only so that we know that 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 tornado is going to f me up versus the friendly tornado that's still blue. Fine. But yeah, I think it'll be poison. I think it'll be poison, which will nice. also be annoying. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they implement it. Um, obviously, it's just at this point we're just thinking about it. But <clears throat> I mean, considering that. Void grenades kind of do the same thing, and you have solar, which will burn you over a period of time. I think what would what would poison do? Um, especially now that we have stasis, which will slow you and stuff. I'm wondering if poison will also do something similar to void, where it's like not only will it burn you, but it could possibly suppress you, where you're not able to use abilities. That would be a scary thought. Mm -hmm. Um. What if they just made it so that you can't jump? I mean, the possibilities are endless, but I don't know. Uh, I'd be afraid of uh, any anything new that's coming from Bungie because we've already seen what happened with Stasis. I'm afraid that whatever they push out will most likely be overtuned, and we're all going to jump out of the Crucible for a while. Yeah, that seems uh, pretty fair to me. Well, let's see here. All right. So I love asking this question. Shout outs to our good friend Gator from the Guardian Downcast. I totally didn't, but did steal this from him. So you know what's coming, Sharp. You know what's coming. If you listen to GDC, you know what's coming. So <clears throat> Sharp Valor, dude, what's up with the gamer tag? So this gamer tag happens to have two reasons. Uh, the first reason is back when I played RuneScape, my original username got taken. Uh, actually, it got blocked. So I had to create a new account, and I went with Valor810. And when I came onto uh, Xbox and had to create my gamer tag, I was like, oh, of course, I'll just go with Valor. But... The name was already taken, and I did not want any numbers in my gamer tag, so I decided to go with an adjective that I thought was cool at the time, and sharp just happened to be it. And I was also thinking down the road if I ever wanted to do like videos or something like that, I'd prefer to be called sharp than anything. So I went with sharp valor. Nice, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Very good. Hmm. Anything to add, Kai, or Truth? Anything to add at all? Nope. <clears throat> all right. And with that, I think we're going to take a brief intermission. And uh, whenever we come back, we are going to discuss movies and entertainment for a quick hot minute. What movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, YouTube, etc. that we've been watching. Uh, once we get through that, we are going to go into our show topic of the week. Uh, which we will discuss once we get there, because it, it's not a whole lot, to be honest. But it, it, it does prompt good discussion. 
Um, I put a little bit of thought in behind our show topic for this week. Uh, and then we will probably dive into the lore without a break after that. We'll go into our book of Cade. Uh, and then we will finally get into what we've all been waiting for. The Pirate Cassette Warlock Trials Armor Lore. Right after this. And we are back. And uh, in this segment, we are going to go over movies and entertainment. So, Sharp Valor, what movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, YouTube, anime, and audiobooks or podcasts have you been watching and or listening to as of late? Oof. There is too much to talk about. Um, no, just I have a few. I've been going back and watching 80s movies. So I've been going back watching 80s classics. Uh, the other night, watched The Witness with Harrison Ford. Nice. Re- I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but it is a kind of like a murder thriller. It's all about a little kid who witnesses a murder in the bathroom, and he's Amish. And so things unfold, and it's it's... A really cool movie it's it's weird to see uh or not weird but uh it's interesting to see how untraceable amish can be and i never thought about that that you know you can't call them you can't really do anything to find out about them except for their names and a lot of them share the same names so you're kind of hidden so mm-hmm. that was a that was a cool movie to watch uh within the anime sphere i've kind of hit a lull because all of my favorite anime are kind of on break. Uh, I'm a big Black Clover fan, and our anime series recently uh, concluded so that they can make a movie and probably make something down the line. That's what sucks when your source material um, and the anime kind of catch up to each other. Yeah. If they, they didn't want to... Uh, create anything that's not part of the source material so they decided to take a break so that was a little sad uh then we got i don't know have any of you guys heard of um megalo box uh the gearless joe or the nomad which is the new season i've not it's if you if you like boxing and you like anime it's a recommend it's basically like the pinnacle of an underdog story and this second season is crazy because the first season ends with like a victory and then the second season starts with this guy like on drugs and just terrible and at the bottom of the barrel so it's interesting to see the stark contrast so that's uh that's where i've been with my entertainment uh 80s movies and megalobox very nice not too much for my corner this week. I've just been uh, starting, only now, just starting to get into Battlestar Galactica. So I watched the miniseries first, uh, kind of like the two-part movie, introducing to the first season. And uh, I'm now working through the first season of Battlestar Galactica, because that is the one show with the word star in it that I've not watched. So I'm big fan of Stargate SG-1, preferably. I've seen the rest of them as well. 
huge Star Trek fan, mostly uh, The Next Generation with Patrick Stewart, uh, Jean-Luc Picard, and a big Star Wars fan, of course. And we just passed May the 4th. This is after the fact. However, for those listening, if I didn't catch you, may the 4th be with you. And it's always (laughs) Revenge of the Sixth. Yes, yes, which I think we're past that now, too. I thought it was Revenge of the Fifth. Well, honestly, it doesn't matter. I think Sixth is closer. You just remove the X. (laughs) Yeah, true. true. But you're right. I think they're interchangeable, but it's always been the running joke. You got Revenge of the Fifth or the Revenge of the Sixth. Well, like last month, we had 420. The Return of the Seventh. Maybe, maybe it is. I was going to say 420. Of Eighth. Four twenty, National Pot Smoking Day. Four twenty one, National Drug Test Day. Four twenty two is National Unemploy- Unemployment Day. That's funny. <laughs> so, what about you, Truth? Movies and entertainment, my friend. Oop. There we go. Sorry, we might have lost. <clears throat> nope. I'm here. Um, let's see. I've been starting to watch, um, one of Gene Roddenberry's other projects besides Star Trek. It was, uh, Andromeda. Okay, yep. So, I'm on the second season of that. I just, yeah, why not? And then, I finished at least all the way up until episode eight. I don't know if there's another episode or not. I haven't checked, but, uh, Invincible. <clears throat> that Amazon Prime cartoon, adult cartoon. That is fucking it's like, it's like... awesome. It's like a darker superhero show, right? Yes. Oh, my word. Holy fucking shit. I need more. And I just saw a news article that they signed a contract for two more seasons, for season two and season three. I'm like, fuck yes. So how would how would you say it compares to... Uh, uh, have you heard of The Boys on Amazon? Uh, both are amazing. They both need to continue producing episodes like right now. Okay. I don't need, they don't need to stop. They need to keep going. I don't fucking care. They need to go. I don't fucking care. The Captain America of the boys, basically. Um, I forget what the actor's name is, but he plays in another show that Mr. Hazelnut, another friend of the show had suggested to me at one point. I think he originally thought it was a different show. Because after he went back to watch it himself, he was like, oh, shit, this is a lot more intense than I recalled. Uh, But the show is called Banshee, and I definitely suggest watching that. Um, I watched it on Crave, uh, but I think most people that live in the U.S. might watch it on HBO Max. Um, But yeah, that that was a really good show that I enjoy watching as well. Are you talking about, um, what's his name? Uh, Shit, Home? Homestar? Homelander. Homelander. Thank you. That's what it was. I'm trying to remember who the name was. That yeah. guy? Anthony yep. Starr. Oh, yeah, Banshee. That's the right guy. There. I yep. see it right yep. there. Banshee. Okay. Fantastic TV show. Very, very good. Basically, without giving you too many spoilers, the general plot is that he's, like, basically a murderer um, who's not... Sorry, he's not a murderer. Sorry, he is a professional robber. Um He's running from his past, stumbles across a small town, uh, lands inside of a bar, having a drink. Um, There's a guy eating food beside him. Two people walk into the bar, kill the guy who was eating the food. And that guy happened to be a cop. So he took his identity and started playing the town sheriff. And uh, it gets really interesting. It's very good. That does sound interesting. So, yeah. So, 
yeah, those are the shows I've been really watching as of late. I mean, I haven't really watched anything else. I throw on like IT Crowd or something like that for fun, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, I'm gonna make an announcement. Congratulations, Hunters! Um, you have won Guardian Games of 2021. Good luck. Have fun. Enjoy whatever bullshit you fucking won. Yay! What do you want? A clap? Like a little wraparound would be nice. I think I, I've earned that. You know, I've I've won twice in a row, two years in a row. Fuck <laughs> I'm you. always on the winning team. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Wait, Well, geez. last year I was a Titan during Shadowkeep, and this year I mained a Hunter from the start way before the Guardian Games. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a Hunter main, but uh, I don't feel too proud of the victory. I feel like there was no competition. Oh, I do. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean, it's just the sheer numbers of people that play Hunter versus everyone else. It kind of felt like a, they just gave it to us on a platter. Like, all people had to do was just throw in the medals, and it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, I think with the Hunter nerfs last year that they did, Hunter was just like, fuck this, I'm not playing. <laughs> last year, yeah. And, and then, then this, this year, year, we were coming back for revenge. Well, what I think is interesting, so I do feel that they should have done something number-wise by the second week or the third week. They should have at least had some kind of idea. Either that or this year will lead to next year's Guardian Games, because you know they're going to bring this fucking shit back. Because this shit fucking sucks. And they can't think of anything better. Like the revelry. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. I'm with Sweaty. Bring back faction rallies. Yeah. Please. The old-fashioned show. Fuck. Especially with Transmog coming. Yeah, bring back faction rallies. I want to rock more Dead Orbit gear. I've oh. always been a Dead Orbit fan, so I need them to bring it back. You know what I want? Let's do it. I would love for the factions to come back. And I would love for them to be like a, f a special PvP mode called Faction something, whatever you want to fucking call it. Basically, you get pitted against guardians of the opposite faction that you are. Because that'd be yeah. kind of interesting. Like, that's what I think Guardian Games should have done is, hello, some PvP modes. A three versus three versus three. Come on. Elim with three teams of three would be fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, they'd, they'd have to change that game mode to Mayhem. <laughs> like just call it mayhem not the mayhem rules but it would be called mayhem because like you think you're locking down the other team and then you just get killed from behind yeah yep they're yeah. looking at you they're just sniping from the hey we'll just wait they're taking care of that other team they're taking care of the warlocks right now we'll get these hunters in a second are you, wait wait so are you, are you trying to say you're 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 talking about gator right even though he won't touch a titan but you're, you're saying gators it's sitting in the back of the map sniping like a fucking asshole he's, yeah he's just waiting he's just looking he's just like yeah they're both fighting with each other not realizing i'm here it's exactly Sorry. how it would go down i finally caught up to a lot of my episodes of guardian downcast that i haven't i've missed like elmer fuds which was amazing you fucking pleb hey hey <laughs> leave me alone okay that's why i'm making jokes about it right now because because gator can suck it <laughs> Ooh, shots fired you know what with the new uh, Guardian Downcast PvP scrims that are coming, I think you can put that to good use against Let's Gator. Let's fucking See go. how this goes. Let's fucking go. Gator, let us know if you accept Truth Lives Challenge. He won't because student, he won't touch his Xbox. The student of PvP <laughs> versus the pleb. Who sits in the back worry. of the map with a sniper rifle. Crossplay's coming. Don't worry. Crossplay's oh, coming. It is. It is. 
However, we got to move on because poor Sharp Valor has to work in the morning. <laughs> so let's start with this show topic of the week. I was listening to a different podcast today. I think it was DCP and I was getting caught up in some episodes. Uh, actually, no, sorry. It was Planet Destiny that I was listening to with TBL, The Black Link, as well as Dan Infinity. And they presented uh, this idea on the show. I think Watts was there, too, if I'm not mistaken. No, sorry. Watts is DCP. Sorry, sorry. Incorrect. Planet Destiny is who I was listening to. So, they were talking about Iron Banner today. And they were discussing how... Now, I don't share this opinion because I personally have had a lot of fun with Iron Banner this season. I played the shit out of it and got a ton of uh, hand cannons. Um, but they were saying that the general populace of Destiny hasn't been enjoying Iron Banner lately and they want some more incentive to play it. With their general idea of um, trying to implement adepts lately into the game mode, or sorry, various game modes. Uh, for example, they now have it in Grandmaster Nightfalls. I, they said that it was canon, that they were actually going to bring some adept weapons to Iron Banner. Uh, so I wanted to hear everybody's thoughts on um, Iron Banner adept weapons. And what do you guys think of that? Should they implement that? Uh, what do you think the requirements should be? Um, it, you know, Do you think you have to complete all four of your bounties? And then maybe have like, uh, kind of like, fifth bounty that would be dependent on completing your first four like i don't know i just kind of curious how you guys envision adept weapons being implemented in iron banner in d2 what do you guys think go ahead sharp okay i think that this would be an interesting so one of the things is with the way that they have the weapons uh the way that you get weapons nowadays um i'm not a big fan of the system because you take the tokens uh, to Lord Salad Man, and you turn them in, and then you just get random stuff. Uh, back in D1, when they first brought out Iron Banner, it was like you had to turn in tokens to unlock levels. Kind of like with how they set up the Crucible now, where when you go to Shacks, depending on the rank that you're that you're in, that's what you that's the reward that you get. So each week you would get, uh, or whenever Iron Banner would come out, you would get access to two guns and like an armor piece. And depending on how many tokens you turned in, you unlocked that, uh, that armor or weapon. To include adept weapons, I think that maybe they should add like a kill counter. Like once you've achieved, let's say like 100 kills or 150 kills, put it somewhere up there. So that it's not just a breeze in the park, uh, but that it's actually some kind of challenge, kind of like what they did with the seasonal challenges. Once you get up to a certain number of kills, maybe you unlock the uh, the ability to get an adept weapon. It's just weird because of the way that you receive gear from Iron Banner. It would. I'm not a UI guy, so I would have no idea how to implement a system like that. But that would be my take on it. Something similar to, for example, how we got point of the stag, do you think? Because I found that was really challenging. Oh, I wasn't here for that. Oh, you didn't get point of the stag. Okay, okay. I, I got think it was... recently, but from the monument of Lost Light or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. We I got mine legit. Uh, it was quite a grind. Uh, I think it was for Sin. Was, was it truth? What? 
Is he there? Hello? Oh, uh, so Point of the Stag, was that introduced in Forsaken? No, Point of the Stag is the bow we got for um, uh, Season of the Unworthy, as I like to call it. Um, it was the pinnacle weapon or the, the, the ritual weapon of Iron Banner that we got. Um, yeah. For Iron Banner, if I remember right. Too bad Kai's not here, but he had to go to he has uh, work like really early in the morning, so he had to leave early. Um, he would correct me on this because I can't remember off the top of my head. So I'm gonna look it up real quick because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. Um, yes, point of the stag. Oh, so while is truth's the looking. Bow. Oh. Yes, point of the stag was the bow from Iron Banner. Sorry. Right, you're good. When did that come out? Which which uh, season? Like worthy, N- worthy. Okay, sorry. So 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 is that Shadowkeep then? I guess is what yeah, I meant. Shadowkeep. The expansion. Yeah, yeah during Shadowkeep. Okay, okay. Expansion stuff. Did you get it legit, or did did you get it? Truth. Yes, I got it legit. I did the stupid bullshit quest for it. Yeah. Did you did you find that like kind of a long tedious quest? I I certainly did. No, it's kind of boring. Be real, it's really boring. I don't like the idea of having to do quests to get an adept weapon. Like, wasn't really an adept. That's weapon. why I don't. It's not really considered an adept weapon because you think about it, it's a ritual weapon. The whole point of the ritual weapons was to be a grindy weapon that wasn't super powerful like a pinnacle was, but it's supposed to be something you can go after in a certain activity. Right. So doing a quest for a pinnacle makes sense, or like a ritual weapon makes sense, but doing a quest for an adept weapon to me does not make sense so having the same system for like an adept iron banner weapon now that i think about it i take my answer back i hate the idea of having to get a certain number of kills or anything like that to to unlock an adept weapon so it's interesting to see how you would actually go about earning an adept iron banner weapon mm. like what what do you think sweaty i'm curious if you haven't hmm well it needs to stay along the theme where it can't be accessible to everybody. Right. Sad to say, but that is the hard truth of all adept weapons. So, I mean, with trials, of course, you have to go flawless. With uh, nightfalls, you have to meet a minimum light requirement to even be eligible for entry of a Grandmaster Nightfall. Um, and I think those are good points now how are how would they do that for iron banner well i think they should almost have your regular iron banner so that way you can get your four activity bounties complete which give you nice rewards pinnacle gear all that fun stuff but maybe they should have a separate little maybe kind of like a ranked playlist perhaps um maybe uh, you know what i'm not really sure I'm going to say this idea, and I'm pro- I haven't thought it through yet, so I might change my mind by the time I've said it and heard myself say it and I thought about it a little bit. Right. What I was originally going to say is maybe they had like sort of a ranked playlist separate from the regular Iron Banner, but that's not a good idea to begin with because it's going to separate the populace or the population, and it's not going to be, you know, that's something that they're trying to avoid. But maybe i this is why i think that they should include a rank system from your bronze all the way up to your diamond to platinum tiers uh because if you hit that gold and then your next step is to get that diamond tier then you get it is what 
I would think would be most fair. And you're, because it's control, I think that your zone capture should go towards your points, not just kills, because otherwise people are just going to farm kills the entire time, and that's not going to be fair or fun for either team. Uh, you want to be participating in the activity, so they should incentivize the activity itself by giving you points towards your tier, including how many zones you've captured. Maybe you've gotten uh, kills on the hunt as well with your team. Um, and that would set your tier list. And once you hit diamond, then you get your adept weapon from Lord Saladin. Now, here's here's the kicker. I would like for you to be able to choose one of three of the weapons that you could get as an adept. So, for example, gotcha. we know a big part of the community likes hand cannons. So that could be maybe one selection. Uh, perhaps the other selection could be a shotgun. Um, maybe the other selection could be whatever the, the gear pinnacle gear is for that season. You get one of three choices and that's the one you get whenever iron banner comes around for that particular week. Cause it comes around what two or three times in a season. Yeah. Um, and then of course the next time, if you happen to hit the diamond tier again, either you can get the, the same gun or you could go with something different, but Truth, I feel like you're not agreeing with any of this. He just doesn't like hand cannons or shotguns. No. So, <laughs> you, well, those are just examples. I'm not saying yeah. those exact weapons, but well, as an example, you know. What I'm saying, what I don't How would like you do about it? it is I just don't like the adept choosing of, like, your adept weapon. Like, I, I, I like the way Trials does it. Hey, this is the flawless reward, and... Because you went flawless, you get the adept version of this gun. Okay, so because it does come around multiple times within a season, let's say the first time it comes around, it's going to be, you know, this is your chance to get the adept steady hand. And then the next time it comes around, then this is your chance to get the adept multi-mac. Well, see, there's a problem with that, too. Because, you know, you only get it like three time, three or four times a season. It only gives you four weapons. Whereas when it, when Trials is around, you have it every week through the entirety of the season. So trials, you have yeah, more yeah. options to be able to go get that. Whereas with Iron Banner, with it being, it's not as high skilled, don't hate me, but it's not as high skilled as trials is. It should be a little different, but I do not think it needs to be, oh, I get to pick this if I get a trials, you know? I feel like it should be a 50-50 chance at either this or this this week. You get two weapons yeah. that you can get, and you can grind for both. Yeah. But you have to hit that rank every single time that week to hit that or do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. But I think it should be a 50, 50 chance. You get either an adept hand cannon or you get an adept pulse rifle this week. Those are your two choices. If you really want one, go for it. If you don't want one, don't go for it. Who fucking cares? Not my problem. <laughs> you also bring up a good point that we haven't even gone over. Um, with trials and grandmasters, you can, obtain multiple copies of adept mm -hmm. weapons that week because that's, yeah, that's that's true. the that's the weapon that's in rotation for that week so you can go back grind out your grandmasters to get your adept palindrome get the right role that you want you can do it multiple times same thing with trials for those who are good enough to make it to the lighthouse multiple Sweaty. times they'll, they'll do that whereas with iron banner I don't know. It'd be interesting. It's just because of the way that Iron Banner has been implemented, like the token system, the bounty system. So what there, if whenever you got your adept, they would have to make, it, they they would you have to make it a way. 
Yeah, they'd have to make it a way. Oh, that would actually be interesting. What if uh, maybe that's going to keep the community continuously engaged in it. Um, and another thing that I thought of, let's say you reset three times. Yeah. What if you got an Iron Lord title? Hmm. I like that idea. See, okay. I like the idea of an Iron Lord's title because A, we do get Iron Banner every season and they always have a quest in them anyways for that entire season. They're like, oh, you need to complete this quest to be able to unlock the armor. Usual, right? Now, I love that idea. Let's do it. I love the idea of a, of a title because it's something else to chase after. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to go grind for it, but it would be fun to have as an option if I really wanted to. You know, just like Conqueror. I mean, I think... I think Lord Saladin often forgets that we fed his wolves in D1. Right, right. Well, my thing is, is I like where you're going with this whole, the whole idea of like, oh yeah, resetting ranks and stuff like that. Why doesn't Iron Banner have its own ranking system? Because if you, think about it, if you think about it, I mean, you've got, you have survival has glory and then you have, right? Yeah. Glorious survival yep. is competitive. And then the rest Regular of it. Regular Crucible's Valor. Yeah, it's Valor. Why doesn't Iron Banner have something like that? Like, why is mm -hmm. it that he levels up through tokens? Why is that? Like, right. that makes no sense to me. You know, I like the direction that they've been going with Crucible in the sense of, like, they're like, oh, we're going to make it to where your rewards are now actually at him. So, I could give you a reason to go back to the tower or whatever, to go talk to him to set your rank up and reset it or whatever fuck yes shit you have to do. So it gives you a reason to go back to the tower because most people don't go to the tower anymore since bounties can be acquirable in orbit. But my thing is, is Lord Saladin needs an update. He's been yes. like this for way too fucking long. And I think that Iron Banner should have its own ranking system because it, the whole point of it is how I look at it is it's not competitive, it's not comp, but it's not hardcore PvP. Like trials is, it used to be. Yeah, it used to be, but it now used to be. it's 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 a middle ground. It's like if you're really bored of competitive, come play Iron Banner. If you don't want to go sweat your ass off, you know it, it's 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 like a middle. It's supposed to be a middle ground, is how it's playing out right now. So, yeah, why doesn't it have its own ranking system? Like, why does it not? That, yeah, Bungie, why not? That in and of itself would make it so when you do reset your rank inside of Iron Banner itself, that could unlock your your uh, adept weapon right there. Yeah, and then after you get your third on uh, reset, then you know you can qualify for your Iron Lord title. Exactly. That's just a thought. Uh, that that also feeds into the whole. Like, you know how people try to target farm weapons? I think that it would be cool that every time that Iron Banner comes back with that rank system, it's like every time you move up, you kind of like what I was saying, you start unlocking either like an armor piece or a specific weapon that you could then turn in your tokens to buy. So kind of like what they've done with raids, where at the end of the raid... You can turn in the uh, spoils of oh, conquest. The spoils, yeah. Yeah, if they were to do that with Iron Banner, I know that some people it, will be upset with that because you're just out there farming for tokens to then go and spend them on a specific weapon. But if those weapons rotate, 
like if the uh, what's available rotates with each uh, iron banner, then it kind of resolves the issue. Yeah. So like not only would you have a path to an adept weapon, but you could also target farm the weapon when you find out, oh, dude, guess what? Steady hand is with Saladin today. You have to hit like the final rank in order to unlock it. And then you can just spend your tokens on it. Make it a reasonable amount, like 20 to 25 tokens to be able to buy one. I mean, obviously it's going to benefit the people who have already held held on to Iron Banner tokens. But if they were to make Iron Banner tokens kind of like Trials tokens, where once the reset. event is gone, they're gone, you wouldn't be able to hoard it. So you'd honestly just <laughs> grind it out, get it, and be done with it until it comes back next time. Mm -hmm. Do you like me? I don't even play Iron Banner. I go into Iron Banner to do the quest for the season, and then I'm done. I'm like, whatever. It's it's just a PvP mode. It's it's done. I'm done. I did what I needed to do. I got the quest done so I can unlock the armor. We're good. I'm done. And then I don't touch it. Unless I, mean, I really have Unless I'm really bored. Which, that's been all too often this season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's honestly fun. If you go in there with uh, like five friends, it's honestly a fun time. Like I agree with most of the people on the podcast. Honestly, I don't care about the pinnacles. I don't care about the quest. I don't care about the bounties. I just go in there because other people enjoy uh, Iron Banner. So we just jump in there and have fun. Sometimes we love it. Sometimes we hate it. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of the game. Hello is to have fun, relax, enjoy yeah. yourself. Yet. Why are we having to sweat our balls off for shit? Okay? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> All that loot chase. It's whatever you want to chase. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. What, right. what do you think, Sweat? What do you think about my my uh, mashing of our ideas? With I truth like as well. I like it. I'm really curious how... Because the way they're making this sound is that Bungie is considering it. Like, it's not... A question it they are thinking about doing this now how they're going to implement it is really what got me on this train of thought and i was that's why i want to talk about it tonight you know it theory crafting is fun um but you know i'm just i'm i'm kind of personally excited about this and uh looking forward to truth you have an answer no i just, have a, I just have a question where'd you get where's your uh source material for uh what's going on I'll have to go through it again, but I think it's playing a Destiny podcast uh, with Dan Infinity and TBL the Black Link. Okay. okay. I, uh, I think it was curious. Cool Cheese. I think it was Cool Cheese who was on their episode, if I'm not mistaken. Again, I'll have to go back and double check just to bring that source of information forward. No, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I took an interest in that and I wrote it down on a piece of paper immediately. I just want to make sure it wasn't that, from was like, like 4chan wow. or like Reddit or something. Just, no, just no, like no, double no, check, no. okay? Because that kind of shit, just that, that right there, just, I'm like, that's a scam. <laughs> and the idea of the Iron Lord title was more just an idea to incentivize people to get involved with it and, you know, get a tangible reward that people would actually want to stay grinding for and to keep people engaged. Uh, and I definitely agreed with that. I got a thing. How about this? How about this? Multiple titles. The very first Iron Banner that they add a title to, it's Young Wolf. That's what, Lord Saladin already calls you that. You know, he already does I'm call like, you Young Wolf. And then from there, it would just get more and more progressive until you became an Iron Lord. 
Yeah. I mean, just for, I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. That wouldn't be a perfect system because they would, what they would do is it'd be a week, a month, a year, a seasonal thing. The very first season Mm -hmm. of the year would be Young Wolf. Second season would be a totally different title name. Third season would be a different title name. Kind of thing, you mean? Kind of in a way, but it wouldn't be gilding it. It'd be two separate, uh, there would be separate titles. There'd be four separate titles for an entire season. I would think if you're going to have the Iron Lord, though, you have to earn it. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to start as a young wolf, right? It'd be four So if New Light Players starts playing that season, they're going to be the young wolf, right? If they started, let's say they did this thing for four seasons, and you're the veteran, so and you're the Iron Lord, but there's a a New Light Player that just started playing. You know, they shouldn't get the Iron Lord right away because they didn't earn through that four kind of, I'll say, seasonal rank idea. So they would be the young wolf while you're the Iron Lord. So that's kind of my idea of how you could guild that title. I, I mean, the idea of guilding is kind of, it's like a Call of Duty prestige sort of right, idea. Makes sense. makes sense. So that was kind I of like my idea on top of what you were suggesting. So the, kind of meshing them together. I like that better anyways, because, I mean, if you think about it, who the fuck is going to care that my dredgen has a little gold number on it right next to it that says, oh, look, I got dredgen twice. Yay! I mean, when I see it on Unbroken, I'm like, Damn. Well, I'm broken. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck was this guy doing all the? Uh, I already day? know I'm mo- I'm losing the match as soon as I see it. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, okay, we're not winning. Okay, got it. <laughs> all right, and our next show topic of the week. I also thought uh, this is pretty interesting and in something that's currently happening. So, Reservoir Burst, which was from a previous Pinnacle Weapon, I believe, loaded question. Yes. Um. Maybe not so much let's bring back Pinnacle Weapons. We don't want that. But how do you guys feel about maybe the idea of bringing back old Pinnacle Weapon perks on new weapons, such as Master of Arms, you know, from your Recluse, uh, or Magnificent Howl to, let's say, Fatebringer, if they ever brought back Fatebringer as an example. Uh, If they brought back Code of... Not Code of the Missile. uh, What was the mountaintop one? Let's say they apply that to a heavy weapon of some sort. How do you guys feel about that general idea? Do you think that would be something interesting that might get the community engaged without actually bringing back those sunset weapons themselves? And Desperado as well. They brought back Desperado on uh, the Pulse Rifle for Trials. I have to think about this one for a second. That's fine. I'll go ahead ahead and and make a point. So the reason why they brought back Desperado was because A, Redrick Broadsword was considered... Not a pinnacle weapon at the time it was made. If you think about it, it was not a pinnacle weapon. Pinnacle weapons did not come out until Season of the Forge. And therefore after. So there is one thing. That's why Desperado is a lot to come back. Magnificent Howl, that's a totally different perk style. Because the way it's designed is definitely designed to be more of a... I want to say it's it's a, it's a limited perk because it's only designed for, you know, not forgotten and what's the other one called? I don't know. I can't remember the name. Luna's Howl. Thank you. But that, and that weapon perk was magnificent Howl for both guns. Yeah, I realized that after I said it, and I was like, shit, I, I said it wrong. But anyways, that that perk is designed specifically for that gun because it was the creator's gun and you know things like that, just like Rose. And Thorn, same thing. So, that's why that's never going to come back. Now, everything else, like Master at Arms, Loaded, like Loaded Questions Perk, Reservoir Burst, 
those would be cool to have, but the problem is they don't want to do that for one simple fact. Those perks are already too powerful. Master at Arms could proc at any weapon. doesn't matter if it was from the weapon it was on or not. You could have that, you could have that weapon in your, like, just backpack and, like, just, just holding it, you know, not even using it. Could use your auto rifle and then switch to it. It would proc that perk. No matter what you did, you didn't have to do shit to actually proc it with that gun. So that was too powerful. Then you've got, what is that, what, what is that grenade launcher called? I can't even think of the name. Mountaintop? Mountaintop? What was the perk it had? Uh, Micro-missile. Micro-missile. Yeah. Yeah, straight line has a... Map. Yeah, see, see right there? That's too powerful in and of itself because it shoots straight like a missile. That's that's a bit much. But see, that's not what made it powerful. It was the explosion damage and the spray damage and the area of effect damage the spike that grenade made it powerful. Portion, yeah, the spike grenade and stuff like that. Well, there's that. Then on top of it, you could also use that gun like you could Anarchy. If you push... If you shot it into an open doorway where you know things are going to spawn, if you hold the certain button down that will cause it not to explode. You could hold it there until the enemy started walking out and exploded afterwards. That right there was a bit much. You know, I mean, there's a lot of perks in here that they, they're just, they're too powerful. And the whole point that Bungie did sunset these weapons is for that fact. Well, I mean, think about this truth. What if you could take Master of Arms and put it to, I don't know, a scout rifle, for example? Okay. Well, my thing is, is do you remember what Mastered Arms does? I'm going to bring that up right now. That's what I'm doing right now, too, as well, because I can't remember. <laughs> right here, I got it. All right. Master of Arms. Kills with any weapon improve this weapon's damage for a short time. Exactly. So if you think about it, if you think about it, throw that on a scout rifle or a sniper rifle. All you got to do is throw on a, a submachine gun, auto rifle, something that's got fast fire rate, shoot a bunch of thrall, Pull out your sniper rifle and shoot a boss? That's a pretty decent chunk of fucking health. Yeah, so what you're saying is Rampage, but with any weapon. Rampage with, uh, mm. it's Rampage on crack. I think they would, I think they would put it on strategic select weapons, not every weapon. Well, of course. Um, but yeah, again, this is just all theory crafting and just a thought that I had because they are doing some work to some of these perks of, I'll say, Sunset Pinnacle Weapons. Um, so I was just kind of curious to see what maybe that idea of their future looks like. Would also, it would also start to probably, the way that I think about it right now is that it introduces a lot of power creep. And that's something that Bungie has already talked about, that they don't want to keep introducing power creep. Uh, they want to try to keep guns as balanced as possible. And when you add like such powerful perks like this on uh, pinnacle weapons, they kind of n are no longer legendaries. They they kind of enter that in between where we're not truly a legendary, but we're not truly an exotic. But we have a perk that you can't get on any other weapon. So it, it becomes like I get that it's a pinnacle. So obviously it's supposed to have something more. But I don't think Bungie will go down that path uh, personally and if they do introduce perks like that they would probably make them universal and start introducing them on other weapons to kind of keep things balanced per se 
air quotes balanced well i mean with desperado currently right now you can get that again but only on the trials messenger so right but i think that somewhere along the line they're going to introduce it on future on future weapons like i wouldn't be surprised if this this upcoming season they decide to add that perk on another pulse rifle or some other weapon gotcha like it'd be interesting to see that so that's that's my thought on it. If they introduce these kind of pinnacle perks on weapons, they're probably going to start manu- mass manufacturing them and putting them on everything. Yeah. You get a pinnacle perk, and you get a pinnacle perk. Well, it's just like, if you think about it, would you want... Because, you know, every single exotic has a secondary perk. You could call it almost like a legendary perk, I guess, on an exotic. So, like, Traveler's Chosen, you've got the exotic perk, Gathering Light, of course. And you've got that secondary perk called gift to the traveler which is basically surplus exactly now could you imagine putting gift of the traveler on any other weapon or something like gift of the traveler because you can't obviously you can't use gift of the traveler this is a bad example because you know gift of right the traveler, each stack of gathering light yeah you can't do that one but like could you imagine something along those lines like what is it what is wither horde what's wither horde break the bank blended targets take yeah see you can't do that one either but there's like certain guns. Like there's really good like certain guns. Like let me see if this one's a good one. No, that's a bad one. Damn, it's really hard to find guns that have this perk. <laughs> well, it's also because when they designed the exotics, that that secondary, that that second exotic perk is always something that synergizes with the original or the way that the gun was designed. Well, so exactly. I don't think that they would. It would truly work with anything else. Right. What I'm saying, though, is I'm just getting an idea. Like, this is this is exactly what we're asking. Is This is basically a pinnacle perk being thrown on regular legendary weapons. So, would you imagine throwing an exotic perk on a legendary? Could you imagine doing that? Like, could you imagine the amount of power and power creep that that would imp- add to the game just by doing that? Yeah, and you could always say maybe adding them to adept weapons, but I know people would be upset with that, too. That'd be too powerful. Changing, yeah, changing the perk pool on adept weapons, also adding power creep. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you still have to be able to challenge them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Rat King. This is Rat King's. Uh, yeah, this right here. Rat King. Reloading immediately after a kill grants a brief period. Like Vermin. That's a perfectly good example. Could you imagine adding Vermin to another to any weapon in the fucking game? No. No. Exactly. That's 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 just throwing a perk that's not necessary on any gun but it could break the entire game because if you think about it a grandmaster all you gotta do is get one kill with a gun reload and guess what you're invisible again so you can wait a couple extra seconds for you not have to use your fucking ability if you're trying to be a stealthy hunter well could you imagine any other shotgun with uh what is it called shot package shot package (laughs) fuck that Exactly. I'll take that on my astral horizon, please. <laughs> no. But no, that's, that's, I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm just throwing out things that this is why I think it should not happen. Right. Those perks are dead. They don't need to come back. My uh, current astral horizon may have 415 crucible opponents defeated. Go away with that shit. <laughs> yeah, mine's, mine's over 352. Get out and, of here. And my adept igneous hammer may be 300 on the nose. Go away. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here, Fight me, Truth. Fight Get me. Get out of here. I don't want to hear your shit. I'll punish you with vodka party. 
Yes, please, Daddy. No, don't tempt him. He'll pull out the Manny slider. <laughs> <laughs> What's this, ladies and gentlemen? Is this the Manty slider? <laughs> All right, and last thought for show topic of the week. So, heavy weapons, right? Do you guys think that they need a tuning for more use outside of rocket launchers and swords? Which ones would you like to see get a buff or even debuffed? And uh, which weapons do you find, maybe other than linear fusion rifles, which we know are already in the works to get addressed, are heavily underused? Linear fusion rifles. (laughs) (laughs) So honestly, they need to do something about... uh... Machine guns. I'm just going to put it that out there. That was my thought. Uh, I know they've already addressed it, that they said that they they know that uh, they kind of put out there that each heavy weapon is supposed to be for like a specific uh, category, like single, single damage, uh, add clear, and they felt that heavy machine guns weren't performing the way that they're supposed to compared to their competitors. Uh, outside of Anarchy... I think grenade launchers probably need a buff too. Uh, Because how often do you see somebody just using a regular grenade launcher, legendary grenade launcher, against a boss? Or just using them in general for ad clear? It's not happening. If it's a grenade launcher and you're using it in endgame content, it's anarchy. Leviathan pools. Spike grenade launcher heavy change my mind you know it's funny because i actually have three different god roll seventh seraph saws um and the one whenever i'm looking at light dot gg where did it go where did it go where did it go there it is so i have one that's an s plus tier and it's got arrowhead break okay. it's got extended mag and that's not the God Roll perk, but that's the one that makes it S+. The other God Roll perk is Flared Magwell. Okay. But I go with Extended Mag because it gives it that S+, tier. And then Auto Loading Holster, and then Vorpal Weapon. Um, if I'm doing PvE content, especially PvE content, wow, it makes a difference. I was using it the other night in uh, Legendary Lost Sectors, trying to farm some exotics, and it made a big fucking difference. Um... Now, here's the thing about PvP. They only give you, like, 15 shots. And chances are, with the recoil that you get off of those, unless you're using an exotic, you're probably going to miss quite a few of those, even on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're somehow hitting crit shots every single time with an LMG... When you don't have, it's just, it's, it's, I, I agree. It needs some tuning. I mean, um, considering how long it takes to empty a mag of a light machine, uh, of a heavy machine gun, considering how long it takes to empty that mag compared, uh, and the damage that it's doing compared to swords and rocket launchers, you're not getting the same amount of burst damage and the sustained damage is almost like, when you get to the boss melting phase, you're you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to empty this entire uh, clip and get a lot of damage in. You're thinking, this thing is probably going to be for ad clear uh, more than anything, 
and you might have one crazy person running the heavy machine gun, but everyone is probably going to roast that person and say, dude, you should be using a rocket launcher or a sword right now. Not that. It it doesn't do enough damage, in my opinion, considering how, how much ammo you have and emptying a mag takes too long. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. My question is, is like, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, uh, how, like, what exactly do you guys use rocket launchers for that make them so powerful? Because oh. I, I haven't seen any use for a fucking rocket launcher besides ad clear. I mean, really? I mean, I do. Well, my friend, I do have one rocket launcher with that one special perk, the the time payload, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called right now off the top of my head. Uh, you know that new perk that they've added this season that uh, delays the explosion. It just sticks on enemy targets, basically. I mean, it's great. Oh, you're talking about... You are talking about Lasting Impression, which yeah. is uh, rockets attach an impact and detonate after a delay, increase blast radius and damage, plus 24 to blast radius. Yeah, and it, it's a good perk. It's good. It's fun. It's been... It, I've been having fun shooting at bosses. But, again, it's not like... Great fucking DPS. I honestly would have probably better DPS by using Sleeper Stimulant, which has been nerfed to the fucking ground. Well, funny fact, what a lot of people do with Lasting Impression and grenade launchers, uh, or uh, rocket launchers, is they'll stick the boss with it, pull out Divinity, proc the bubble, and then when the rocket blows up, the, the Divinity bubble's already up, so they're getting bonus damage so it i think they put that perk in there specifically because they knew that it would be uh beneficial for a certain play style because there are those people who come up with those crazy builds and they would think about these things that i never thought of when i saw the first video that talked about it i was like <laughs> genius that is a good that is and then they get a teammate come behind him with a tractor cannon to debuff him and then you got your thunder crash titans going in all in <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to think, because I mean, I mean, I would love to see heavy weapons be improved upon. I like what they were talking about. What was it last week with the the weapon changes and how they were deciding to do? They were talking about how each weapon has its own specific set of perks and why it should be this way and what it does. You know, I like that. That's what a heavy weapons should be, because our our regular our our kinetic and our energy weapons those are fuck all do whatever the fuck you want with it shit your right. heavy weapons is what's designed to do more of your ad clearing if you have a heavy weapon that does ad clearing really well like example being thunderlord thunderlord clears ads like a motherfucker i mean not as good as obviously like risk runner and things like that but it's still pretty decent when it comes to other enemies because it still hits harder than a regular risk runner or anything else because it is a heavy weapon you know and then there's also the swords you know the brand new sword we got lament that's fucking amazing against certain enemies and, and it's getting debuffed well who who couldn't have expected that i'm sorry hello i mean you have fallen 15, guillotine no 16 percent. i could have expected maybe 10 percent. 10 percent is a lot 16 percent is not that much major it's not that much if it's if it's still doing putting out the same amount of damage as falling guillotine you know it's it's if it's be better than gu falling guillotine or around that ballpark, people are still going to rock it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hardest part with... My thing with... is... Go ahead. With... So I'm thinking about the heavy machine gun still. 
So when you get to harder content, and I'm thinking Nightfalls specifically, where you have to deal with champions, how often are you going to use a heavy machine gun to melt uh, an overload champion, for example? I've done it. Zero. I have no reason to. I have a shotgun, an auto rifle, or whatever the fuck else I want, or a grenade launcher, or a rocket launcher, whatever. It does higher damage than a machine gun would output, even at a 200-round magazine. Because when it comes to overloads, and I've been complaining about overloads for a while now, because I've been doing master lost sectors, and I keep dying to them, because I can't do enough damage before he starts regening his health. And that's why I just don't see heavy machine guns being viable for that kind of content. Well, my friend, if I got a build for you, Tiku's Divination, right? Okay. Because you get your your bow overload, well, at least for the remainder of this season, uh, that mod. So the good thing about Tiku's Divination is you can actually stun him without aiming down your sights. You can just hip fire it and he's stunned. Um, Once you get that then what I've been doing is going over to my 7th Seraph Saw, take out a chunk of his health, he'll come back, and then you just hip-fire him with the bow again, he's back down, and then you just clean him up, and usually it only takes about two rounds of that, and then he's done. Um, What I'm also running on my Hunter as well is I'm going to be using the Dragon Shadow Chest Armor, so that way all I have to do is dodge to reload, so it's reloaded instantly. If you're running... um, if you're running a warlock, then you're gonna want to use. I think it's the Aphidian aspects okay. uh, that might also help as well. In terms of Titan, I'm not 100% sure what they would use, but yeah, you can get that damage done out there. Truth. Why are you telling people about a build that's gonna be useless in like three days? Well, he was like, saying why? he didn't know how to do it, what? so I was telling him how to do it. <laughs> You know, I mean, truth makes saying. a good point. I forgot the artifact is changing. Oh my god! Like three days. You're, you're right. So that that but that bow perk is gonna go away. So I mean, I love Tiku's divination for that reason because you get the, you know, you do get the the hip fire shot where you know it does quite a bit, and then you know you've got your aim down sights explodes, which is great against I think a champion in my opinion. But what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they've they've basically designed champions which are in all of the nightfalls and some of the harder activities. They've designed them in such a way that burst damage is your friend. And I don't see a heavy machine gun doing that. It takes too long. If it were if it I'm were just a case saying, of, I've managed to do it. That's all if, I'm saying. <laughs> if they're yeah, and you're probably over level for the activity. Thirteen twenty four, sir. Okay. Well, kudos. Were you the only one shooting it? Yeah. Solo. Lost Sector. Exotic Farming. Uh, Master or Legend? That would have been the 1300. Now, I haven't tried the Master yet, and I will be honest on that part. So you were over-leveled? I guess so. I never thought about it that way. But So when you're at level or under-level from those champions... Good luck using a heavy machine gun. I'm just telling you because the other day doing a master, I was 1323 and it was for 13, uh, 1330. 
and no weapon besides Lament was melting the overload fast enough. Copy. And Anarchy was the only other one that was able to push through it too. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with this tuning of heavy weapons. I'm upset with heavy machine guns and regular grenade launchers. I think yeah, that they I do need agree a buff. they do need a buff. I agree. I'd be okay with them lowering the ammo capacity of a heavy machine gun and making it do more damage. I don't know what you guys think about that. I'm just going to say one thing. I still love you, Sweat. I just had to make that point. I'm just thinking about it while you're saying your build. I'm like, I don't know why you're saying anything. The artifact changes soon. No, I know. I, I understand that. The point, the reason why I was bringing that up is because it's, to me, I received that message as if it couldn't be done when I was doing it, if that made sense. That's the only reason why I brought it up. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I was just making sure. I, just, I wasn't sure. When they introduced the ability to go back and equip previous season's artifacts <laughs> i will be sure to put on the overload bow and run that build bro i'll do it that's never gonna happen i would love to but no and we never thought that bungie would ruin the crucible with stasis but we were proven wrong when has bungie ever done anything good with crucible like can i just ask that question like that's an open-ended question. Come on, Sweat. You you know you have opinions on this. In D2, they haven't. It was I've been good having in D1. a lot of fun in PvP, especially this season, actually. If anything, I've been improving my skill more so this season than any other. Um, yes, there's things that are annoying, a.k.a. Stasis, a.k.a. DMT, whatever. But here's the thing about those weapons. They've made me think more than ever about my positioning on the map. Where am I in relation to my teammates? Where are my teammates in relation to my opponents? And which direction are the opponents rotating? Which way is my team rotating? And where am I in position in order to help them? And just be helpful to my team, I guess. Um, and you know what? Yeah, again, I totally understand that there's oppressive weapons. It's very difficult with all the abilities and stuff. But like I said, those things have forced me into a position to think more about my gameplay than any other season. Uh, I mean, the first season that I got into PvP and started actually really starting to kind of enjoy it and take it seriously was season of, excuse me, Recluse, uh, Luna's Howl, uh, Not Forgotten, and Revoker. And I was terrified of PvP. I didn't want anything to do with it. All I wanted to do was strikes because Gambit, I fucking hated it. And I'm all right with it now because I got better at my PvP game and it was the invasions that drove me nuts about it. Um, but <clears throat> the first season that I got into it, I managed to get my Recluse, my Revoker, and Luna's Howl within a span of two weeks from just trying to learn. And, like, the best thing that I could say, I kind of agree with Gator from the Dirty Guardian Downcast whenever he says he's... You know, this might not. Um, mentals and P. Um, seeing that flaw. Lose because you're. 
you know, there's been times and I'm the only person standing. You are cutting out in and out really, really bad. Like both of you guys, like, holy crap. Like I'm seeing like this kind of stuff. I know you didn't get a chance to play Destiny 1 like that, uh, Sweaty. Mm -hmm. But something that I'd like to see them bring back is special ammo crates. I agree. Now, I do have another thought on that. Hold on, er, uh, Truth. I almost said Twitch. <laughs> Anyways, um, so how about this? Rather, so let's talk about your trials, your high-end PvP activities. Rather than whenever you steamroll someone and you pick up their green ammo, right? You know how that carries over to the next round? What if it didn't carry over like you're heavy? What if you were stuck with your two and that's all you got? And that would kind of incentivize you to rely more on your kinetic weapon and maybe cause you to think a little bit more about your gameplay versus just ability and special ammo rushing all the time. Well, right now they've, they have it designed like the way that it is everybody's only special ammoing because they want the quick kill versus the duel. If exactly. if I'm if I'm put in a position where I have to pick between a duel or a quick kill like a one hit you're done. I'm going to pick the one hit option every time. So I think that to limit that, to put more primary use into the game, special ammo crates. I, I like the idea, too, of not letting it carry over, but because it's higher-end content, I think that it's kind of fair to do so. I just think that the amount of ammo that they're giving, like, I don't think the Ammo Finder mods should work in Trials. Maybe mm. if you got one or two extra, but have going into the next round with freaking, you know, 15 rounds of sniper ammo, that's a problem. Or what if even they moved it from the slot that they're on? So rather than those mods being on your boots, what if you moved them up to your hands? So that way it's kind of taken away from like your reload speeds um, and things like that. So that way you have to sacrifice something that's practical and useful in order to get that extra ammo. Like, you know what I mean? What I don't like about that is that that would also bleed into PVE content. Like, I don't think it would be trial specific. I have a solution for that. <clears throat> can't remember where I found this, but I noticed someone made a photo of armor. And it had two separate bars for the uh, perks you can put into it, the mods and everything else. And one of them was PvE-specific, only worked in PvE content. The other one was PvP-specific. Meaning, therefore... Whatever was in that second row would only work in PvP. It'd be the same level as your current level as your armor, so it's based on your armor, and it wouldn't change. So you can still only, so say your armor piece is only 9. You can put 9 at the top and 9 at the bottom. That's it. They'll be totally different. So that way when you go into, into PvP modes and stuff like that, you have a totally different build. So you don't have to sit there and change armor around. You don't have to change mods around. You get one build, one armor piece, and you can stay the same for both content. You know what I mean? 
Right, that would be an ease of use fix. Like, I, I wouldn't have quality to... Life. Quality of life, yeah. I wouldn't have to switch my gear, uh, switch my mods every time I go into a different encounter. Uh, what I'm thinking is more so, sometimes you do want that reload uh, mod in PvE content. Like, if you're using a grenade launcher or whatever your heavy is, you typically want a faster reload speed for that. And having your scavenger mod there would probably block that. If you were to move it onto another armor piece, that's my that's my thought. I don't know. It's just, just a thought. I just remember seeing that. So, so TLDR: special ammo crates, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 add add more uh, separate uh, builds settings. Please. Please. I want one for raids. So I can have two different ones. So I can have one for like Nightfall Strike stuff. Because my raid build is totally different than a strike build. Like, no, I... Certain mods I don't need in a raid. Like, I don't run champion mods in raids. I don't see a point. That's just stupid. That just takes a slot up that I can't use for something else. Please. Let me run three different selections on my armor at one time so I don't have to do this shit ever again. Please. Okay, I'm done. That was my rant. Nice wedge. All right. Anything else from anybody before we move on? Well, just to piggyback him, when they do decide to add in, like, save this loadout option... That would be cool. <laughs> kind of like if they don't they do it. have that in Dim, don't they? In, to an extent, but Dim doesn't allow you to switch mods. So True. I can save my armor loadout, but I still have to manually switch out my mods. So yeah. I think it would be cool if, uh, if they either added that second row where it's like, this is PvE only and this is PvP only, that'd be awesome. Or if they decided to save this loadout, so... You save all your mods on one loadout, and then you save all your uh, PvP mods on the other loadout, and then you can switch between the two. That'd be cool. I would like that a lot. Would you? And last, I please add more vault space. Do it. Yes, please, please. Five hundred is not enough. I need it. I'm, I'm maxed I have out characters. again. <laughs> I'm already maxed out again. And I just got done cleaning it out beginning at the beginning of the lab. Beyond light, fucking a. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done on this topic. That's all I had to say. I do have one question on the 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 loadout system. Would you want it on each armor piece specifically, so you could do it like based for mod and on that armor piece, or would you want a separate like tab in your menu for loadout specifically? You could just select like, hey, this is my PvP loadout, and it automatically moves those mods onto those armor pieces and whatever. I mean, I think the second option, the second option would be easier. I was just kind of curious to know if you wanted it specifically on the armor piece or if you wanted it to be available for that same system, but being on the a full, like a menu for that entire armor set or whatever. It would just be like a save button on what you have currently equipped. Mm. And then you can just make loadouts based on that. That would be cool. I like that. I like that. 
So that way you could always just, if you know there was a specific encounter like Deepstone Crypt, you just click on that loadout and boom, all the mods and all the armor pieces immediately just equip. Yeah. I'm going into trials, let me put on that loadout. I'm going into control, let me put on that loadout. No, that makes total sense to me. Well, cool. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our next segment right after this. All right, hello guys. Uh, so we did this episode kind of weird. Um, <laughs> we interviewed Sharp Valor, who's here with me tonight. Um, we went through the show top of the week, and then we skipped the lore, we skipped the TWAB reading, and we went straight to the music and ending of the show because of time constraints and everything going on. So today is Sunday, um, Mother's Day. So if you haven't wished your mother a happy Mother's Day, shame on you. Um, <laughs> thank um, you moms out there you're all amazing exactly dude i i don't know my wife is crazy is amazing I, I i wouldn't do it i couldn't do what she does man fuck that uh fuck that uh <laughs> but now we're gonna go back to the twelve and talk about the new season that's coming out so bear with us on that so this episode may be a little weird when you hear it we may do some weird stuff to it but we'll see what happens Anyways, so we're going to first start off with the uh, the TWAB. So this week at Bungie, which is 5-6-2021, this week at Bungie, Season of the Splicer was revealed. If you're the type of player that wants to go into a fresh season of Destiny content with no knowledge of what to come, hopefully you've been living under a rock for the last two days. One of those old-fashioned rocks that don't have the internet access. If you haven't seen the trailer or any news about the upcoming season, this is your final spoiler warning. Again, if you don't want to hear anything, uh, you can skip, so feel free. Um, all right, still here? Cool. That means you've thrown caution to the wind, and you want to know more about new, the new season before it's out. Before you go on, watch the trailer. doesn't matter if you've already have. Watch it again. We need a little more neon in our lives. <laughs> so, kind of cool. <clears throat> I mean, what did you think of the trailer? Oh, dude. What what has everybody thought about the trailer? I know. I think I think I paused it right after the freaking Smallin babies. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I mean, I, I saw this tweet the other day from Luke Smith of all people. If I can find it in my phone real quick, I want to read it again. It says Luke Smith says it's it's a tweet and it says it's a Paul, and he says choose, Smallixney, Smallin, Dreglets, and Hatchlings. Dude, dude, I don't know what I can pick with that. Oh, I would, I would say smallin. smallin see, I was, sounds, I, everybody uh, says dreglets. I was, I've been seeing a lot of dreglets. I'm like, that's not bad actually. I would, I would take a dreglet. Come on. Of all of them, my favorite has to be smallin. That one, that one was the one that hit home for me. Smallin. <laughs> I don't blame you, dude. But that, I, that <laughs> was, that was so good. Holy crap! It's baby Yoda syndrome. That's what it is. Like. We we got Baby Yoda with the Mandalorian, and now everyone's up in arms about the Baby Dregs. 
Oh, I know. It, it's insane. If you haven't seen the trailer, you need to go see it just for that alone. That alone no, was the, killer. <laughs> I mean, I, the thing that I'm most excited about has to be the color, the color palette for this next season. Like what, all the, the art. Yeah, like everything is kind of like that aqua and magenta mm -hmm. look. Kinda, and that's one of my favorite color combinations. So I'm super excited about that. And it has a very Tron vibe to it. Like everything's digital, mm -hmm. almost video video game esque. Like you're in the video game, you're in the uh, computer. So I'm I'm really excited to see the landscapes and the activity itself. Oh yeah, uh, I'm just. Ooh, there was so much in that trailer. And the new armor looks amazing. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. It's amazing. For the first time, we'll actually look like freaking fallen. Pretty close to it, actually. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. I'm like, fuck yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, the hunter looks the most like a fallen, to be honest with you. The warlock is it's not bad. The, the titan, I feel bad for them. I don't really see what that's fallen-esque. I'm going to be real with you, but that's just me. It kind of reminds me of... Um... Maybe a the shank. spider. I was thinking a shank. I could see a spider. Okay, yeah, I could see a spider. I don't know. There's a lot of weird essence to this whole thing. It's kind of a weird, like, <laughs> look to it, you know? <laughs> oh, very. I mean, this is this is taking Season of the Hunt's armor, like, to the next level oh. in terms of looking like a fallen. Absolutely. Absolutely. But right, we'll go over oh. real quick of what actually happened in the trailer. So it Vex... Endless Night, Mithrax, Baby Elixney. Yeah, this is going to be a wild season. Things will kick off with a bang, followed by activities, rewards, and more. We shared the Vault of Glass launch date last week, and now you can see everything from Iron Banner to the new six-player offensive override. So, pretty cool. So, we're quick on the uh, the calendar. We got um, a few things. If I can make it bigger, my word. Um, it's really small on my screen. Wow, thanks, babe. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. My wife just chimed in and said that's what she said. Damn. <laughs> there is no shame. <sighs> All right, so... Hey, you got you to gotta sneak in those uh, that's what she said when you can. I know, right? Right. All right, well, it says right here on the season of the, the, the Splicer... It says, new six-player match-made PvE activity, armor synthesis, the new story missions, new raid, new weapons and armor, new exotics, new ornaments, new artifact, 100-plus seasonal ranks, new triumphs and seals, infamy and valor boosts, Trials of Osiris, Iron Banner, Solstice of Heroes, and an expanded helm space. So right off the bat, May 1st, you have intro, mission, armor synthesis, and endless night begins, available for free to all players. New stasis aspect quests requires Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Override Europa requires Season of the Splicers. Then you've got May 14, Trials of Osiris begins, free-to-play free all players, you know. At May 18, you have Iron Banner, free-to-all players, and then Override the Moon. Uh, May 22nd, you have Vault of Glass, which is free-to-all players. So that's pretty cool. Um... May 25th is Weekly Pinnacle Mission Override Tangled Shore. So you also get now a Weekly Pinnacle Mission, but you also get a new Override uh, Mission, plus a Pinnacle Mission. Um, that's every week. June 1st is the Weekly Pinnacle Mission. Uh, June 8th is an Iron Banner and a Weekly Pinnacle Mission. Um, June 15th, Vault of Glass Raid Challenges come out. 
with a weekly pinnacle mission, which also requires a season pass. So the weekly pinnacle missions require season pass. Uh, Iron Banner and Vault of Glass raid challenges are free to all players. So I'm assuming Vault of Glass is a fully free-to-play raid. It's one of the first raids you don't need an expansion for to enter. So Yay. That's kind of nice. Um, at least I don't know if it says. It just says free to all players. It doesn't say expansion. doesn't say anything like that. So as far as I know, you don't need one. Um, June 22nd is another weekly pinnacle mission which requires the uh, season pass. June 29th, Iron Banner, which is free to all players, and a weekly pinnacle mission. June, ju- oh, sorry, yeah, July 6th, the season Solstice of Heroes begins, and uh, Vault of Glass difficulty options. Ooh. So that's all free to players as well. So that's, I think the Vault of Glass difficulty thing would be kind of fun. I, it's it's been a while since we've had a difficulty change in raids. Yes. It'll definitely spice things up. Mm-hmm. And then the next question is, when are they bringing those difficulty options to uh, other raids? Our... Yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine Deepstone Crypt with a, like a harder difficulty? Where you can't just melee everything? Exactly. Or, <laughs> or, or you can't just, you know, not use a champion mod. <laughs> You're right. Especially for that first room with that overload. Oh, dude, that thing's evil. Man. Uh... Then you've got August 3rd, Social of Heroes ends. So you've got an entire month with Social of Heroes. Um, Iron Banner as well. So you've got a full, that's all free to play. Then August 10th says the epilogue. That's free to all players. So I'm kind of curious to know what that is. Now, fun fun fact. Uh, if you, you, you probably can't see it right now because you're listening to us. But um, on the calendar, this screenshot of the epilogue does not have the Traveler in it. I know. So it, I am curious. I'm curious to see if something's going to happen to the Traveler this season. It is kind of interesting. And also, did you notice? Did you also notice that on that picture, that same picture, that's Hawthorne's lookout edge. Where's Hawthorne? You're right. I believe that's where Hawthorne is. It makes the most sense because I see the fence and everything. So, oh, that is Hawthorne. That's weird, right? I don't see her in there. No, maybe it no, is. No, I do see her. I do see her now. It okay. is Hawthorne. Okay. It's a fire team. It's hard Hawthorne. to see her. It's so hard to see her. She's so short. <laughs> you had me concerned for a second, but then I thought about it. There there are no four-man fire teams. Well, unless you're a Gambiteer. Well, Gambit and you got Crucible. So, I mean, I mean technically, technically. And what about well, raids? Oh, but that's six-man. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. But no, I mean, it's interesting. It's very different. I, 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 I do wonder about that. It's been a lot of speculation that the Traveler will disappear. I mean, who so knows? Think... Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you go good. ahead. I was just going to say, you know, there's been a lot of speculation. I've been watching a lot of uh, Rage Secrets. And, you know, there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on that's to talk about with this whole Traveler disappearing on the epilogue thing. Now, I'm thinking... Go ahead. I think you're going to say something. I thought you were going to talk about the seventh chest in the Vault of Glass. What seventh For... chest? So there was a there was a lot of speculation because Lucas uh, Luke Smith has always teased on Twitter about like a secret chest that nobody's found yet. So everyone's wondering if they'll add it with this uh, iteration of the Vault of Glass. Well, I mean, it does say difficulty options. For all we know, there could be an extra difficulty that uh, when you beat the boss, there's two chests that spawn, not just one. Yeah, no. Right. 
I mean, just going over this, I'm. So I'm assuming that this weekly pinnacle mission is gonna follow the same like formula of um, not harbinger, but uh, this season with pr- the story presage. Yeah, with oh, presage. presage. Yeah, maybe. Because you. Because you know how Presage was like each week you had to go back to get different scannables mm-hmm. and so the dialogue kept changing? I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same mission, but you keep replaying it to uncover more things with each week. Well, it's, I'm noticing when you look at it, it's got different pictures, especially the ones that are solo with the weekly pinnacle missions. Like, you You're notice right. there's like three I... different like pictures for it. It's weird. But I have a feeling that it's all the same... I mean, it could Location. be. It could be. I mean, we don't really know. We haven't seen anything yet, so... We won't even find that out until May 25th, you know? That's a whole... That's what? Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it is three weeks. Because May... The 11th is the first day of this, this season. So, I mean, you're looking at three weeks, basically. Damn. Now two weeks. Weeks, I'm not gonna lie though. My biggest concern here is uh, July sixth to August third. Oh yeah, See, Solstice of Heroes. Solstice of Heroes has never been one of those things that is very popular. I mean, last year I didn't even worry about doing it. I did it for like okay. The only thing I did it for was Moments of Triumph, and I tried to get as much done as I could for Moments of Triumph. Yeah. And I missed out on getting that 2020 Moments of Triumph. Uh, title. I was so pissed off. <laughs> it was one raid short. One raid short. Mm, yeah, that hurts. I couldn't get Vogue completed. Not Vogue, sorry. Uh, Garden of Salvation. GOS. GOS, the other... Mm-hmm. The other harder version of Vogue. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more complicated. Yes. But, yeah. So I, 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 I do like the seasonal calendar. They don't really tell you much about it. Like, they have got zero information on it. Like, I mean, if you even pull up the seasonal page, the season page itself, there is no information about any other exotics except for the exotic armor we're getting. Right. Which I'm actually looking forward to. I mean, they don't look that great. Like, they're not super look great looking. But, I mean, these the, the perks on them, like... We got one for the Star Eater Scales. Allow hunters to feast upon orbs of power, charging their super more quickly and making it more potent. Then you got the Path of Burning Steps. Titan armor that converts solar eliminations into increased weapon damage and makes them more difficult to lock down with stasis. Then you've got Boots of the Assembler. Condenses a Warlock's Rift's healing or empowering energy into projectiles that seek out their allies to bless them with noble benefits. These are going to be some pretty fun exotics i think you know oh 100 percent. i know everyone's looking forward to anything that can combat stasis mm-hmm. well i'm kind of curious to know about these new because it says if you read this it also says over 30 new and reprised legendary weapons to crash the vex next network with so bringing back quite a bit of weapons this season we're getting a lot more than we had last season even this season it's a lot. Thirty's quite a bit. So I'm kind of... I want to say yes, but at the same time, it's like, how many will you actually use? True, true. But I mean, if you think about it, I still have weapons I have from way back when. Like I still have a breakneck, or not a breakneck, but a hazard of the cast. You know, I still keep a lot of those weapons because they're good. It's just they're so underwhelming. They're not good to have at the moment. 
But as soon as right. they burp, like boost up that that archetype or whatever, it actually becomes viable again. So that's, I keep some of those ones I can find really good roles, and I like the way it feels. But they got some pretty cool stuff on here. Um, there we go. That's your calendar. Yeah. May eleventh to August tenth. And it looks like so. There's there's a secret room that they're adding into the helm. Um, it's on the very far right when you first spawn in. You're gonna go towards the right. You're gonna see the House of Light banner, and so you'll meet Mithrax down there, I believe. Which I'm looking forward to. I'm so glad they brought Mithrax. Mithrax into the game uh, again. Uh, we haven't seen him since uh, what was that? Outbreak Perfected mission. Oh, I wasn't here for that. But I was, it see, sounds cool. See, I wasn't. I didn't. I I got to experience the actual mission, but I wasn't actually around when the season dropped. When everybody found the mission and everything, but gotcha. I like the character. I've always liked the character. As soon as I heard out, Mithrax was basically this elixir name, who <clears throat> I don't know how to explain it, but he was not part of the evil elixir. He has a fire team of a guardians of guardians with him. Oh, okay. I believe he's got a warlock and a hunter. And, yeah, because he's the Kella of the Light, if I'm not correct, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's part of the House of Light. He he created the House of Light. They House still Light. follow the Traveler, so they they are they're I, I believe I want to say they're the few few Elixir that can actually still use the light, but I that I don't I can't guarantee that, but that's what I want to say. Um, gotcha. Yeah, cool. It's pretty cool. Mithrax Kill of Light leads a small group of Elixir who wish to be close to the Traveler. As a sacred, as a scarred splicer, he possesses the knowledge needed to combat the Vex technology that ensnares the last city. There's a bond of light shared here. Will it be enough? And he's been going, he's been doing, he's been with a fire team of uh, guardians for, I don't know how many years. It's been a few years. So it's been pretty cool to hear all about this. But, uh, oh, they actually do tell you what the actual pinnacle mission is. So here we got the override is a six-player match-made activity. It says fire teams of six will use splicer tech to hack the Vex network, uncover this, their secrets, steal their code, and use their power against them. So that looks pretty cool. Um, then they've got the weekly Mish Pinnacle mission. It's called Expunge. Expunge. Each week, Guardians will uncover new vulnerabilities with the Vex within the Vex network and use splicer keys to infiltrate and collapse it from within. So I believe it, it will be one of those weekly things you have to go back into and put keys into, and it'll do something different. Oh, and it's also, it looks like the only way to get those splicer keys is going to be the uh, seasonal activity. You think so? I have a feeling. It would it would make sense. It would make sense. I mean, if you think about it, if they link the two together, that's that's a really good, that's a good way to get people to play both. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of forces you to have to play the seasonal activity again. Mm -hmm. What I find weird, though, what I find weird, though, is they have a, this weekly pinnacle mission, and there's only a pinnacle cap of 10 plus right now that's coming out. We're only going to be leveling up 10 more times. So we're only going to be, level, I think, max level this season that's coming up. So Season of the Splicer. Because our current max is, what, 13... 1310. So I believe 1330 is our max, if not 1320. So I'm not really sure why they're giving us this many pinnacle missions. Because I feel like I'm going to be, if I have that many pinnacle missions, I'm going to be maxed out on all my characters in like two or three well, weeks. Well, mind you, it's just 
<laughs> it's just one it's just one pinnacle mission a week true but you've got the pinnacle mission a week and then you've also got your raids that drop multiple pieces of armor at pinnacle level then you've got the dungeons um especially uh prophecy that drops pinnacle whip weapons and armor you've got um the weekly strike the weekly nightfall the weekly uh you got weekly crucible weekly gambit those are all pinnacles too well, yeah. the upside is that you'll be able to get into higher... Grandmaster's better. That, that probably be Yeah, higher-end high content a lot faster than in seasons previous, yeah. where it would take forever, and if you couldn't dedicate the time into the game, you were just going to miss out. You're not wrong. Not wrong. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It just was a thought. They also talk about I'm the... pretty. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure the the people who grind everything out and have the time they might complain about it yeah i've got plenty of time like i still haven't even gotten my uh my uh dead man's tail uh catalyst that one was a doozy we tried it i was like yeah whatever i'm done i don't need it but we've got some more things they're talking about vault of glass you know the time lost raid returns stored away deep in the vault of glass on Venus's and Atheon times conflicts. No one knows what this vex is. Guardians must access the vault, navigate the f fractures in space and time, and terminate Atheon or Atheon or whatever before it becomes an unstoppable threat. Um, they talk about uh, the bunch of rewards. They have a raid jacket you can get. You also get a raid ring for vault of glass and also a vault of glass seal. So they're also adding a raid seal for free to play players to unlock. According, if this raid is free to play, totally for everybody, um, which is pretty cool. So people can get titles. Um, they talk about armor synthesis and what the actual synthesis. It looks like there's actually gonna be an icon for each synthesis item, I believe. I don't know if you noticed that right there. You see that little ball? It's got the little like, almost looks like a. I don't know how to explain it. it looks kind of like a two lost sector emblems back to back, kind of a thing. Oh, I thought it was a thumbprint. It could be a thumbprint, too. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying it looked kind of weird. But it's basically that. I believe that's going to be the new icon for anything you have armor synthesis. I don't, I don't that know. That makes sense. And it'd be kind of cool. Distinguish it, I guess. Because it, it is different than a universal armor set or armor ornament or whatever. So, there's that. You've also got the stasis uh, new sidearm that's coming out. They have no details on that. They have not revealed the perk name. Nothing. There's no details. There's no details on if they were going to get an exotic weapon on here. There's, like, nothing. Like, they did not give us any hints to anything this season. I'm, like, so glad that they didn't. Because the last couple of times they did that, like, example being uh, Presage with the uh, Dead Man's Tale, I was so pissed off it wasn't First Curse because that mission looked like First Curse should have happened. I'm just saying. And then you have uh, Bastion. That was the shittiest thing you could have done. Oh, here's your guardian's favorite weapon, and it looks like it's going to be a sword. No, it's a fucking fusion rifle for your kinetic slot. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so, I'm so glad that they're not revealing a lot of information about what's coming, except for the exotic sidearm that just says, uh, as a token of friendship, Mithrax bestows guardians with a, with cryo... What is that? Cryosethesis? I don't know. Fucking fuck that shit. I believe it's cryosthesia. Thank you. 77K. I'm just going to call it 77K because fuck that. 
<laughs> I'm gonna call it the Cryo 77K. Yes. That's a better one. Um, yeah. A stasis-powered sidearm with liquid cooling tech. So I wonder if there's gonna be a charge system to it. I, I believe there will. Uh, in the trailer, it looked like you had to to pop a few enemies first, and then you would charge it almost like Izanagi's burden. Wow. You charge the magazine, and then it gives you a stasis shot. See, I kind of feel like it, it's almost like uh, what's that one called? That little sidearm. Um... Devil's Ruin? Yeah, Devil's Ruin. I want to say it's almost like that where it automatically will refill the magazine after any X amount of shots. This is what it feels like, so. Oh, perfect, right here. This is exactly what I wanted. Sorry, I didn't mean to just change the subject, but I just happened to notice that down here at the very bottom of the season pass of the season page, it says, this is what is available for free to play and season pass owners. So, seasonal reward track. Is season pass owners get all rewards, and free-to-play players get uh, free rewards. The free reward track, seasonal gear and armor. Season pass owners get a check mark. Uh, selected gear and armor for free for everyone. Um, seasonal challenges. Uh, they get uh, pretty much season pass owners get everything unlocked. Of course, um, free to free to all get uh, uh, selected challenges. Seasonal artifact and mods. Both of them get check marks. Event of Souls heroes. It's free to play, and for everyone. Armor insists that is available for anyone. Vault of Glass Raid is available for anyone, so that is obviously going to be everyone who will get that ability, which is great. Um, Six-player match-made activity. Uh, of course, Season Pass is going to get that, but there's a free trial for the uh, that section. It says free trial activity available to everyone for one week after logging in during Season of the Splicer. So you only get one week that you get to use that, that uh, activity. So, give you a little test of what it is and taste. So... Um, and that free trial starts once you log in during yep. Season of the Splicer. Yep, during once in once log in. Yeah, so I, I would assume you get a week with it only being logged in. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then the weekly Pinnacle mission and the instantly unlocked sidearm, those are both our rewards for uh, Season Pass owners. Nobody in the free rewards do not get those. So, But I don't know. There's another, another thing here I just want to mention real quick. But um, we do not have armor in the season pass anymore oh we'll get to that we'll get to that they I know. they say that in the twab i know and i love it i love the idea of this whole thing that they did but it looks like we're getting a new heavy machine gun and a shotgun for our uh season pass rewards there is a ghost shell i believe now let me see if i can find it there is an armor and a sparrow there is an armor ornament for it as well by the way guys armor ornament if i get those words out um that we are getting. Um, I don't see a ghost shell. I believe we are not getting a ghost shell this season. I did mm. not see one. There was a sparrow, though. No ghost shell. We are getting a sparrow. We do get the emote, the shader. Um, looks like some new currencies and things like that in here. Um, some pretty cool stuff. I mean, they've done a lot of really good stuff with this season pass. Now, I think this season pass is way better. They've got a lot more free bright dust in here. They've got a lot more of this stuff you can get i i'm so excited for this like i'm loving it there is still an armor ornament set for the actual armor that we get for the season so that's pretty cool so yeah this is a, it looks like it's gonna be a pretty good season i think i think this is gonna be a really good season i know i'm so ready i i'm so glad we're getting another vex season i mean i would love to have what's one we haven't gotten okay. We had a hive season last this the first season we got. Then we had a cabal season this season. Next season's fallen. What's one enemy race we haven't had a season for? 
I don't know where you're going with this, but I have a feeling you're gonna say scorn or taken. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, those two play. Those we never get seasons for them. Like the scorn had a whole purpose in Forsaken, and then they're gone. They have no use anymore. <laughs> it's like they're just a waste. <laughs> you know. Yeah. We'll we'll just throw you in for now. This is Gambit. And, uh, You're in Gambit. It's yeah, okay. You can, you can just go sit in the corner for now. We'll, we'll call you when you, we need you. I mean, I get it, because technically, if you think about it, at the end of Forsaken, we killed all the, the barons and everything else. The score are basically dead. They're not, they have no captain. They have no leader. Kind of makes sense. But, I mean, I'm just saying it'd be kind of funny to have a scorn or something like that, you know. Maybe that's next year. But, but knowing Bungie, it has to make sense with the story. <laughs> or at least... Or at least... <laughs> That's the way that they're going with these past two seasons. They have been, yeah. They've been trying to make a story that goes... Because it feels like this this whole last two seasons have been leading into Witch Queen. Which I think is kind of weird where they're going with this one. I want to know how the story's going with this. Because if you think about it... It went from Cabal trying to execute and kill Zavala to him being saved and everything. And then nothing after that. And now the Vex are doing something to the last city. Like, what the hell? Like... There's no, like, link to this yet that we don't know of. So. That is true. I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have an entire season to figure it out. <laughs> that is the truth. That is the truth. All right. Well, next up on the TWAB. So we're going to go back to the TWAB. We're actually going to leave the uh, season page because we already did cover quite a bit of that, which... I'm glad we did, because it's really good to talk about, because there's a lot of really cool stuff, I think. Um, next up, we have Rewards Preview. Loot is the name of the game for any gar for many Guardian. So let's get down to business. We'll be working with the Fallen this season, and we've got a few armor pieces to earn. If you ever wanted to embrace the Splicer lifestyle, this season will be your chance. Previously, you would earn this armor by leveling your season pass, and unlocking new pieces of on the seasonal track. Moving forward, seasonal armor will be earned with from seasonal activities. You'll also be able to guarantee pieces from these sets using focused emerald engrams. Seasonal rank levels that once featured armor have been updated with, with packages of glimmer, legendary shards, upgrade modules, exotic engrams, enhancement cores, and enhancement prisms. Universal armor ornaments will continue to be earned towards the end of the season pass, which I'm cool with. And what are your, yeah, what are your thoughts that was, on that? That was exactly what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is your thoughts on it this? Make, it makes sense. And the reason I say that, and I had I had to put on my truth brain for this, is because if they lowered the cap of pin, of pinnacle gear, like we're no longer grinding 50 levels, we're mm -hmm. only going up to 10, having the extra armor in the season pass almost feels null and void. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people used it as a catch-up mechanic, if you were really struggling with an armor piece, you would have to go into the season pass uh, to to get it. I mean, there will. It looks like there are still armor engrams in there. Like, your, like yeah, the, regular legendary engrams. So it can be random shit. You could get a weapon yes. or whatever. So you could always go that route. But uh, I personally don't have a problem with that. Getting the seasonal armor from the seasonal activity seems like a fair trade off. Mm -hmm. They want people to play the activity. Might as well have them do it to get the armor. Exactly. I mean, we'll still get the ornaments, so that's cool with me. What yeah. are your thoughts? I don't know. I, I think this is a really good change because, again, it does push people to go back into the activity. It's like, I haven't touched Battlegrounds since the very last time you had to do Battlegrounds. 
Like, I have still have a full set of Cabal Gold. I already have my, my hammer charged. I haven't even gone in there and done anything yet. I'm like, I can go do this if I really wanted to. I don't really need to, but I could. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> right, I already got the ship. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I've done all this crap. I don't need to do it anymore. But... I'm just glad that they're giving us more en enhancement cores and enhancement prisms. Mm -hmm. Like... Those are expensive. They're, they're, yes. So <laughs> any way you can get them, thank you. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting because, you know, I mean, this is this is a change of Bungie stuff because they normally, they haven't done this since ever. And it says that there's going to be new ways of targeting loot when it comes to Umbral Ungrams, which is kind of interesting. I wonder if they're going to get rid of last se this season's current one or they're going to add, because you notice whenever you open up the Umbral Ungrams focusing station or whatever, you notice how it's got that separate box? You have to open that before you can access the weapons. So I wonder if yeah. they're going to add a second one with this next season's stuff, season of the Splicer stuff in there, to be separate. That way you can focus either if you want to focus season of the Chosen stuff or you can do season of the Splicer stuff. I wonder if that's how they're going to go with this. It would be cool if they still have access to the season of the Chosen stuff. I mean, it makes sense because a lot of the weapons and stuff like that you can get through doing the battlegrounds, but it's a lot harder to get. Whereas this right. will give you a chance to f focus farm for it. I am kind of curious to know if that's how they're they're doing it. It, I mean, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to risk it and say they are, but I don't want to say that they're not either. You know, it's one of those things of like a, it's a fifty fifty. You're fucked or you're not. <laughs> so, don't get your hopes up, guys. Please. <laughs> Yeah, not too much. Yeah. So, but yeah, I it, mean, it'd be interesting to see what we happen, you know. Um, you got anything else to add real quick on that? Nope. I am all good. Cool. All right, next up we have, uh, let's talk about Tools of Destruction. There's still gold to find in them seasonal rank hills. On the seasonal track, there will also be three weapons to earn. Season pass owners will unlock the exotic sidearm on day one of the season pass as soon as they claim their first reward. Additionally, the new shotgun and heavy machine gun will be up for grabs as you level up. If you want to load out of this style of weapon, which I love the way they look, um, you've got you. We wow, if I can talk, that'd be great. We've got you covered. New weapons will be available through Umbral Engrams and Override Completions. Um, anything on the and on I, the weapons? Actually, so they don't specifically say what these are, but yes, I'm, I'm assuming it's a hand cannon. A pulse rifle, a scout rifle, and a breach grenade launcher. See, okay, I get the I get the breach grenade launcher. I think that the sidearm. It's hard to tell. I the only reason why I say that. Go ahead. I don't think you're wrong. I just it, it's hard to tell because sidearms and hand cannons sometimes look suspiciously similar. True, but I will make this one point real quick. If you have noticed, in Destiny 1, hand cannons and sidearms could be confused because we did have some sidearms and some, some hand cannons that loaded differently than a regular hand cannon. But in Destiny 2, they made hand cannons more noticeably different because they made them focus more like a revolver. So you always have that revolver chamber on the side in the middle of your gotcha. gun. So you always had to revolve that to unload that canister and put a new canister in. So that's why I'm like, I want to say that's a sidearm because I don't see like the the whole 
revolver cylinder there. No, you're right, and it looks like it's breech. Yeah, which it's is a... like the way that they've designed the sidearms recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, for all we know, we could have a hand cannon hidden in there too. We don't know. For all we know, one of those could be a hand cannon, and they just made it really long. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just my thoughts on that because I've just noticed this a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in Destiny 1, it would have been a totally different conversation because some of them did have that look, which is what I loved, you know. But a lot of them have been, they have got that cylinder in them, so. <clears throat> I am definitely all for it. I mean, after the breach grenade launcher buff, everyone's been rocking them. Mm-hmm. So another one, sure. Uh, I'm excited for the pulse rifle. I'm pretty sure it's a pulse rifle. See, okay, they don't. I don't know. They don't. None of those give me auto rifle vibes. There's only a few auto rifles I think of that actually have um, rear magazines, as far as I know. I don't think there's very many rear magazine auto rifles out there. I mean, we'll definitely know once we start playing, but my guess is pulse rifle and scout rifle. Right. So I I think this okay so if you look the one that's underneath directly underneath the the hand the sidearm and the breech later that one that's got the yeah. longer barrel and everything that almost looks like a rapid fire framed uh auto rifle Okay if you look at the dark decider it kind of has that vibe Okay if you look I can the, see that if you look if you know if you even know what that weapon is um or that you could think of like a yellow jacket or the okay. sand wasp. It's got that vibe to it because it's designed with the the rear facing magazine, I believe. Um, and the two, it's got the the foregrip in the front and everything. So I don't know. That's one thought. I, I do see oh. the pulse rifle vibe on that very bottom one though. I do see that as a pulse rifle. That that would make the most sense for a pulse because it's got that. It's, I don't know. Pulse rifles always have this like rounded body to them. It's weird. Like they don't look squared off. The way that. The- clip is it has the banana clip in the back yeah it's got a, yeah it's got that weird banana clip there's very few that have the like the time war inspire one of the very few that have the square magazine and i'm glad in. that you pointed that out because my suspicion is that they might be bringing out another 540 pulse rifle um, like it would make sense if they introduce another 540 this season i would be happy if 40s are i would be happy if that's a 540 Oh, time for inspire the rapid fire. I would, I wouldn't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, because I, there's currently only one, which is time war inspire. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's not wrong. I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see what happens. I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I would love for some new weapons. We need some new. I, I honestly don't hate me, but I feel like weapons need a change. The, this, this game has been going with the same weapon types for so many years. We've only had a few changes with them, like the swords being added in Arrivals. Those are the only two brand new frames we've had in a while. Same with the uh, that's the, the breech loader grenade launcher that had the uh, that one round. Oh, uh, the are you talking about the waveform? Yeah, the waveframe ones from, uh, the first one was the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was from Season of the Dawn. I'm trying to what the name of it was. Um, Martyr's Retribution. That one. It's the very first one that had that. I would love to see some new frames. Honestly. I, I feel like the game needs some something new. Something to change the game up just a little bit to give it some more like fun. Cause I mean if you think about it, 
how many times have we had the same weapons come out that we always chase after? They're basically the same thing, just different You're roles. Right. I mean, <laughs> how I'm many? I'm sure th- Bungie will eventually get there. I mean, they do a good job of keeping them feeling good, though. Well, yeah, they, they do. They do make really good guns. Yeah, we get the same weapons, but at least they feel good and they tend to look good too. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. They do really good with themed weapons. So, I'm loving the way these look. Oh, definitely. And there is so much more to come. Mm-hmm. We have, we've only gotten to half of the new weapons. I know, I know. Like, next up, we've got the, the brand new seasonal ritual weapon, whatever you want to call it. Um, it looks like it's going to be another fusion rifle, but they're, it's called the, uh, to start, you'll receive a new quest to earn. The Null Composure Fusion Rifle. Once the weapon is unlocked, you can collect Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard-themed weapon ornaments to further customize your style. Which this thing looks almost like, it's got that similar look. Let me pull up the uh, that weapon. I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, loaded question. Okay. It's got a similar look to it, except for the barrel is different. But for the most part, it looks pretty similar. I mean, it may have a more similarity to a. I believe it's one of the uh, old Iron Banner ones from Destiny One. Well, it definitely makes sense that it would be a fusion rifle with the way that they're going with their uh their tweaks yes considering they, last week's 12 yeah they did a lot of really good fusion rifle tweaks so i don't know it, it looks like it'd be fun it looks like it's gonna be void so i'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm one of those people uh the bonus is to having little light as an app on your phone is I'll, I'll be at work and the patch will come out and the api will update and everything so i can sit at work pull out my phone, pull out my little light, and I've got all access to see what's all in the brand new weapons, all the brand new perks. I'm like, I can do all this before I have to go home and check this shit out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Especially, yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, a break. Oh, sweet. Fuck. Check this real quick. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) But no, I'm, I'm so excited for the next season. I really am. So it looks like there will also be weapons joining the current slate of post-game rewards for Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard Strikes. In total, there will be 12 legendary weapons to earn, 4 per activity. So are It they looks only... like we're getting another Breach. Is that the Duke? It looks like and... the Duke. I want to say that is the Duke. And another SMG. Okay, so here's what's funny. So I think that's kind of interesting about the SMG. If you notice it... Do you know what SMG that is? I can't tell you. That is the exit strategy. Um, that was a pinnacle um, back during Season of Dawn. Oh. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick so I can find you mine. My word. It's so hard to find shit sometimes. Um, it's in the toilet. Thanks, babe. Um, but if you look up the exit strategy, it actually has a very similar oh. look to it. Let me... I'll send you a screenshot real quick on them, on our Discord chat. Um, <clears throat> there's that. It's got a very similar look. So I feel like they either remade it. Oh, yes, it does. Or there's another weapon that looks kind of like that. I haven't seen anything as far as I know that looks like that, that I know of. No, that is definitely the exit strategy. So I feel like they just remade the exit strategy, but they turned it into a regular weapon instead of being a pinnacle weapon. Because this was a pinnacle. They added a stock. That's what they did. No, they didn't have a stock. There's no. St- oh, they added a folding stock, yeah. At least yeah, this... they added a folding stock. That's what I'm saying. That's what they changed. 
That's cool. Woohoo! Gotta love when they reuse models, right? No, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> but that does look like the Duke. I'm so excited for the Duke to come back. The Duke has been a really good hand cannon. I wonder if well, it's they're getting be... everybody with these. I wonder if they're gonna re. I wonder if they're gonna rename the Duke instead of being Duke Mark Four Forty Four. I wonder if it'd be Mark Forty Five or Mark Fifty or something like that. You know. There's an idea. That's one way to change it. At least that's what it looks like. I mean, it could be any a number of hand cannons that have that similar look as the Duke, which I don't even know if there is any, but there might have been. But no, and it's this next part that I'm most excited about. Oh yes, it is. These are all really good ones. So, all right, here we go. For the endgame focus guardians out there, the three familiar weapons will be up for grabs. We have no doubt the Destiny One veterans among you will recall these weapon legends in an instant. Like last season, each weapon will be on a weekly rotation in Nightfall playlist. Upping the difficulty will give you a higher drop chance as you search for desired roles. Starting June 22nd, the Grandmaster Nightfalls will become available, introducing adept versions of these weapons. Now, don't get me wrong. I know what the first one is. I know what the scout rifle is. That scout rifle right there is the hung jury from uh, Dead Orbit. Yes, it's the hung jury. It's my favorite scout rifle. See, I never had time. one. See, oh. when I played Destiny 1, all three of my characters had a different faction on them. So I never leveled okay. up the same faction. So I had different factions going so I could always get different weapons for everybody. Gotcha. But... Oh, that was that was my weapon right mm. there. I've always loved Amalon uh, weapons because They're they have classic. that like... That gel, they have that the... liquid. Yes. And as you're shooting, you just see like as the ammo goes down, it starts emptying. Oh, the aesthetics mm -hmm. are so good. I'm a dead orbit person, so... I'm super excited about this scout rifle coming out. Oh, dude, we are those... also getting a sniper and a fusion rifle. I don't remember these weapons off. The See, top I don't of know them either, and that's why I'm kind of curious. I don't remember the fusion rifle. It looks familiar. I don't recognize it. And then same with the uh, the sniper rifle. It looks familiar, but I don't remember it. I am. I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see how these weapons work. I mean. And it's see. cool to see we're getting adept web, uh, we're getting adept versions of these. Too. Yes, exactly. So we're going to get technically, if you think about it, we will have the opportunity to get six adept weapons in Grandmaster Nightfalls halfway through the season. You're right, because they said in one of the twelves previously that they were taking out those the the three weapons we have currently, which is Palindrome, Shadow Price, and the Swarm, which I haven't even gotten a Swarm yet. Um, taking those three out, and they're going to put these three in. And then halfway through, they're going to bring them back. So now we're going to have a six-week rotation of these. So I wonder if in Season 15, with uh, everything going on, they will add three more, and we'll have a nine-weapon rotation, which will be kind of interesting to see. So, Oh, I'm so excited. Right. All right, now it says, now here's the part where we say, and more. There are still more weapons left for you to discover as you play. Some of the best feelings in Destiny are, are those moments where you uncover a secret weapon with the perfect perk combination. One auto rifle that gains extra damage after devastating an enemy with a grenade. How about a sniper rifle that's quick on the draw, but also can be rolled with Dragonfly? Every season invites interesting choices and new playlists. Or playstyles, sorry. Playstyles. Yeah, I read that wrong. I don't know why I said playlists. My brain just broke, I guess. Um, I'm personally amped up for a new pulse rifle coming from the seasonal offering that'll fire quick with just a little kick so to speak the team has cooked up some new fun new perks this season too 
So you'll see, you'll have some opportunity to mix some flavors up, you know, with fresh ingredients. We haven't even uncovered artifact mods yet, which can turn some of those weapons up to 11. Five days and the hunt for the loot begins anew. See you soon. So I, I, I feel like that confirmed it. That confirmed it. That pulse mm. rifle. I believe it's going to be a rapid frame. I believe it is a rapid frame. That, that's the only thing that makes sense. Because after they said that it's quick fire, it's got to be a rapid frame. I don't think... Like, what frame types are there for pulse rifles? I mean, you have lightweight frames. You have high impact frames. You have rapid fire frames. You've got... What else is there? Probably a depth. Uh, not a depth, but the... Uh, one of those... Um, Adaptive. Adaptive frames. I'm trying to think of... Is there anything else? I think this is the only ones that we have. Yeah, I think those are the only frames we have for pulse rifles. So I'm kind of curious. Oh, aggressive burst. We do have an aggressive burst. There's a very few of those. I think there's only like one or two of them. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm just kind of curious. We'll see what happens. You know? I think it'll be a fun one. Oh, Definitely. So that a lot of weapons coming next season, mm -hmm. a lot of loot to go after. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see. So it so, said so the the new perks, I, I, you know. Okay, do you remember this season when they brought out those? Uh, what was it? How many perks did we get with the armor perks, the mods? How many were there? Um, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. We only got six elemental mods. They're called Elemental Well Mods. I wonder okay. if they're going to add more to that, or they're going to go with something new. Like a Splicer-style mod. Oh, for the seasonal activity, right? Yeah, and the combat-style mods for your armor. Mm. So you know how you've got Charge of Light, and then you've got the uh, the Warmind Cell ones? Right. They, this season, they added the Elemental Well Mods. I didn't really use them. Neither did. I, I tested them. They weren't bad. They weren't horrible, but they weren't like, oh, this will, this will definitely improve my game. It was kind of like a, it's cool. If you're bored, throw something stupid on. Yeah, I would say Charged with Light and Warmind Cells are still better. Top tier when it comes to that, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they, they were not bad. Like, the, the, the one I liked was uh, Front of Might, which added... Uh, Picking up Elemental Well grads energy to your ability with the lowest current energy. Picking up Elemental Well with who matches your your subclass damage type grants energy to all your abilities, which is pretty cool. And then Front of Wisdom adds more of your super and stuff like that, and subclass damage and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. So definitely Elemental Armors was another good one. There's, there was some pretty decent ones to run. But it made you really have to be like real close to enemies because you had to pick up the mod. You had to pick up the actual Elemental portion of it when you kill an enemy so it was kind of like a hit or miss <laughs> so that's a no-go for me <laughs> but i'm kind of curious to know if they're going to add some splicer tech ones in there i would love to see these weapons example being all these new weapons that they're adding that are seasonal weapons of course that have the same design like the ones from the season pass and stuff like that have an intrinsic perk that drop like a special like you pick this up it gives you something special bonus whatever if you run these mods kind of like You're what right. cells do I would love to see more like that because those were the Warmind Cells were fun because it relied on an actual drop of something to do something, you know? Oh, you're right. You're right. So This could be an opportunity for them to uh, bring out some SIVA. Ooh, I mean, SIVA. they are splicers, so... SIVA. 
please. What if it, what if it drops some tech or something? Ooh. Dude, could you imagine one of our exotics being another SIVA weapon? Oh, I'm done. I broke the game. I broke the game. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. Oh. Please. <laughs> Bungie, there read our have... minds. <laughs> More SIVA, please. Yeah, right. Uh, cool. You got anything to add to these weapons or anything real quick? Nope, I covered everything I was ready to say. Cool. All right, next up we have patchwork. So each season brings opportunities to address long-standing feedback items or make some back-end changes to prepare for bright futures. Destiny 2 Update 3.2.0 has quite a few bullets in the change list. Um, but we've, we've been able to highlight a few things that we are excited for. So let's dive in. So abilities, aspects, and fragments. Colorblind support. So stasis abilities now have colorblind support. Enemy Crystals, Enemy Squall, Enemy Dusk Field, Enemy Bleak Watcher, and Player Highlight in the Cruise Pool has now been colorblind support ability. So they've added some pretty cool colorblind support, which is pretty great, because a lot of people can't see that blue color, so it's kind of nice that they did add some colorblind effects and stuff like that for it. Thoughts on that? It's a, it's a great day for a quality of life change. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, ooh, subclass tuning. So, Hunters. The freeze detonation from Silence and Squall has been reduced from 12 meters to 8.5 meters in radius. Um, enemy Squall now has a red ring to determine, define area as it approaches. Interesting. I, I like that. I do like the, the ring thing, because it, it makes it hard to tell when you're actually inside it or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until it's, like, right on top of you. So that'll make it easier to dodge a little bit. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the uh, change in radius for the freeze detonation. Uh, but I'll just have to play it to to tell if how drastic of a change that is. Well, I think it's the detonation from when you actually throw both the... The uh, the first one is the freeze, then the second one's actually the, the, the actual squall. Mm -hmm. So I think the the freeze one, they're just reducing the damage of that one and how far away it can go. Because 12 meters is kind of big. That's kind of big for that little tiny shuriken thing you're throwing, you know? Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. So maybe that's it. Who knows? Um, Shiver Strike melee energy is now refunded when Glacial Quake ends. This is for Titans. And they fixed an issue which in which players can trigger Whisper of Torment by standing in an opponent's barricade. Which, shit, what is Whisper of Torment, man? What the hell? Um, <laughs> I need to just find out what the fuck this is. Uh, shit. Uh, if I can find out what it is, I don't think I can Google it. Okay, you gain grenade energy. Torment. Sorry, light. You gain grenade energy each time you take damage from targets. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's yeah, that would be broken. Standing inside of an enemy barricade, that will do it. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Not bad. <laughs> so good fix. That's those are good fixes. I, I do like the shiver strike because technically, when you're in your mail in, in the super, I don't know if you've ever played Titan with stasis. Yes. 
So when you use your ability, it automatically takes that that it's that melee. It's basically the same thing as it was before, but it uses your melee energy up as soon as you're done. You're like, what the hell? Like, come on. <laughs> Especially if you had it before mm. you went into super. Exactly. That's when it was aggravating. Exactly. So I'm happy about that change too. Right. Um, here's something interesting for Warlock. So Shadebinder. So this is the the stasis subclass um bleak watcher aspect now grants two fragment slots so how many did it do before most likely one okay so i think warlocks are still the one of the highest classes that can get aspects i believe right now if i'm thinking about it right I, if i remember right you can get four if you do certain oh. ones. so i think this is yeah. gonna make it more i don't know we'll see i can't have to go back inside the game to find out because i haven't played stasis and forever i use <laughs> light subclasses mostly um the, the one thing i will say is that i do appreciate that bungie had the foresight to make the uh the aspects that give you two fragment slots tend to be more passive mm -hmm. whereas the ones that actually deal damage give you one right now i think that's so weird like... no go ahead go ahead didn't mean to cut you off sorry yeah, to me, it's a good balance mechanic. Um, I mean, you can get more more fragment slots at the cost of not being able to do as much damage. Yeah. But you get the the passive rewards. Or if you want to do more damage, you just get less fragment slots. Well, there's that, but I think it's kind of weird. So with Shadebinder, if you look at the Bleak Watcher, that's the one where you hold the grenade, you can throw it down on the ground, and it becomes a, a, a turret. So it's not really a passive, but it's also aggressive at the same time. Because it is technically passive because it's a grenade. You have to actually station where you want it. You're right. But if you and fuck up, you fuck up. <laughs> if you fuck up with that grenade throw, you fuck up. <laughs> they probably got around it because it doesn't technically do damage. True. But it does It does give you an advantage. <clears throat> True. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's, it's, it's a, it, it, again... This entire system's brand new. It's a 50-50 shot no matter what you do. <laughs> you know? That is true. Uh, the next one I'm kind of mad about, but fixed an issue where Chaos Reach Super was... That was allowing it to penetrate some thin walls or objects enough to damage and kill opponents on the other side. Now, I get why they fixed this, but Chaos Reach is a very short use time. Like, I mean, think about it. This is very short use. You get maybe 5-10 seconds at most... I hate being on the receiving end of a Chaos Reach because it will shoot you through a wall. Like, they don't even have a line of sight on you. And it will it's kill you. It's the camera angle. It's the camera angle. I t I'm telling you, man. No. I'm telling you, man. No. That camera angle is evil. I've used it. I was in trials, okay? <laughs> and I'm around the corner. The guy didn't even see me. I was around the corner, and it shot through the wall, and it killed me. I was like a good three meters away from him. And you could tell the angle of it, and it still killed me. Damn. I'm a little salty. I'm a little biased, but I'm happy that they're making this change. I don't. So, you know, I don't. Kudos, Bungie. I don't mind it. I get why they did it. I do get it. I mean, again, for reasons like that. But Chaos Reach has been getting nerfed a lot, and it sucks because I like Chaos Reach and Crucible because it is one of the fastest supers you can get, and it's a very easy. Maybe two target hitter if you if you really are lucky, but it's mostly our single target damage use. Yeah, it's a shutdown super. It's great. It's really good. 
and it's fun to play with. But for the most part, it's not necessary to do that. I'm sorry. Don't don't hate me, but it, it needs to stay. It, this thing needs some stuff. Well, this isn't a bad nerf. Mind you, I I think that this is just removing um, free kills that it shouldn't have been giving. Okay, true, true. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Fine. Damn it. Damn it, you have to if you have a super, If you have a super that you have to aim at somebody to kill them, and you're not even aiming at them, and they're around the wall, but it's going through the wall and it's killing them, I don't think that's fair. No, you're not so, wrong. Sorry, yawning. Whoops. Um. <laughs> Anyways, so those are some interesting patches that they're bringing up, which is pretty cool. But uh, next up, they have regarding future tuning plans. We also wanted to pull a word from Sandblock's disciple, or yeah, yeah, discipline lead. <laughs> discipline. Thank you. Discipline lead Kevin Yanes. Kevin says, "Hey all, the Sandbox team is working on a slew of tuning updates over the next few seasons." We are aware of key points of feedback in PvE and PvP. In update 3.2.0, we, we have a few minor changes to stasis hunters and some bugs fixes that you see above. Here's a quick of list of keys places where we're actually actively looking for future. Um, for future, stasis freeze, slow accuracy, penalties, and whispers of hedrons. We will share more with you soon. Now back to the patch notes preview. Now, I love this next I'm one. Happy I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. I love the fact Finally, that they are talking about assess, this stuff. Yeah, they're assessing stasis freeze and slow accuracy penalties. Yep. That is good. I still don't understand why there is a mechanic to get out of freeze. No other, no other subclass has a dedicated mechanic to getting out of whatever you've just been affected by. So mm -hmm. I'm happy with this. Well, okay, well, it's, I think it's funny. So, at the beginning of the year, with Beyond Light drop, they have the whole, each class, you did their class ability button to, to get out of the freeze. So, for Warlocks, it was hold. For Titans, it was hold. And for Hunters, it was double dash, you know, double button, you know. Then everybody started complaining about it, and they made it universal, double double button. I'm like, if it fucking confused the fuck out of me, because I'm like, I'm so used to holding the button, because I play Warlock most of the season. And they changed it, and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. I think they just need to remove it. Kind of like how the... Uh, I can't even think of it now. The, the one... The grenade that just freezes you. The cold snap. The, yeah. Uh, the cold snap grenade. I think that all freeze should just act like that. Freeze you for like a hot second. Enough to stop you. I feel and like it should be maybe a five second cooldown. Like a five second freeze. At max. I don't know, that's just my opinion. Because five seconds is still a lot of time to do a lot of good shit. <laughs> you know. You still get, act, you can still get that time you'll just stop down, a, at least slow down a super, because you can freeze a super and then kill him out of it, because it is a shutdown. Right. And then five seconds is also enough time to get kills. It's not... It is. Long enough to make it, like, a super long amount of time, like it is now. Because you got to wait for that stupid double press button crap to actually activate. So, yeah. five seconds would be a good timer, I think. That's just my opinion. I 
I guess I can agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was just a thought. I'm like, it's either it's either going to be something like that, or they're going to make it universal to where it's like a certain button press or some kind of like double tap X when you reload to, to to get out of stasis. I don't know, something like that. They're going to do something stupid like that. But the bright side is they're raining in stasis, so yes. Before we before we know it, it should be pretty balanced. Yes, which is good. Which is good. Um, I love this next one that's coming up on the patch notes, but nav mode. Menu that appears when pulling out your ghost. They're finally making this so much better. All right, so separated bounties from quests in nav mode. All bounties now appear in nav mode. So every bounty you have now shows up in here, which is beautiful. That's wonderful. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> um, category switching on keyboard and mouse can now be controlled with the scroll wheel. And then track triumphs and now appear in its own nav mode category. So you can now track triumphs and bounties and quests separately from everything fucking else. Yes. So you ever heard of that app on PC? It's called like a ghost or something like that. Ghost overlay or whatever. I have not. So basically it's an app that you can download that basically runs in the background. You log in your character on Destiny and it goes through the API and it shows you what bounties you have. Because all the API uh, has that access, you know, I, I can pull up my bounties and my stuff on like on from Little Light itself, and I can look at how many objectives I need to complete for them. Ghost basically was all it did was it was for the ghost shell. It was designed okay. so you can have on your screen, you can pin certain bounties on your screen, and it would tell you how much pro more progress you needed to complete, and it had access to have more than three, more than three. This shows according to this video it shows for the bounties it shows six bounties available so it looks like you can have all your bounties is what it says then it also has quests differently and then it says triumphs so i'm, I'm so happy you can now track triumphs because i've always wondered i mean like you get that one little like little square in the actual triumph section that says track triumph and you're like what the fuck i have to go into my triumphs to see what i'm trying to track and finish you know <laughs> like what the fuck yeah, but it's great they're bringing a lot of quality of life changes yeah this, this has been something that's needed it, i feel like this is so much better it probably isn't as detailed as it would be if it was the three you know at least for bounties and stuff but this at least tells you and gives you an idea of like what the hell you need to do and how far mm -hmm. you are it makes it so much better because I'm, I'm tired of having to sit there if i'm doing all the iron banner bounties having to select only three of them complete the three and then pull up two more to get the five all five of them you know I can finally just have all five of them tracked at the same time. <laughs> you know? And it's also really good for old-gen console mm -hmm. players. Because my my Xbox takes a while to, to just pull up yes. the directory. Yes. So being able to see it just from the ghost, I'm happy with this. I'm very happy. I agree. I agree. I think this would be nice. Hmm. <sighs> There we go. All right. This is interesting. So, the UI says legends have been added to the director's destination tab. This is where you'll find Vault of Glass in just a few weeks. Shortcut between HUD quest step notifications and quest detailed screen are added for keyboard and mouse users. 6v6 Crucible activities have an updated intro experience. Cycles through your teammates to view metrics associated with the activity you are entering different right i don't 100 percent understand that but i am curious to see what that looks like 
See, I'm, I'm, so you remember whenever you would load into Crucible 66 or whatever, it shows you that preview of the, the six-man team against the, the six-man team on the other side, and they would flop, flop into where you guys are loading in or whatever, and you hold the banner down. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're changing it to where now it's going to cycle like the Trials one, where it cycles through your like what you hold on your weapons and stuff like that, except it's not going to show that. It's going to show like your ELO, your your kill count, your, your, your like KD and things like that. Your actual stats are going to show up on each team. So you can actually see what your teammates do for 6v6 modes and how good they are. So for those of you who can't see, my, my jaw just hit the floor because, yeah, that that sounds awesome. I'm kind of curious to know if that's actually how it's going to work. This is how it says it is because it says view metrics associated with the activity you're entering. So if it's in control, it shows you how many like captures you've gotten, how many kills you've gotten in control, how many kills you've gotten on a capture point. You know, I'm, I'm guessing it's got all of the stats like that, which is different. Uh, it feels like it's going to try and get rid They're trying to get rid of uh, like stat apps and stuff like that. There are apps out there that show your stats and things. Um, and it does say metrics associated with the activity. So I guess if you jump into control, maybe how many zones you've captured yeah, exactly. or things relevant to the activity. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, uh, I'm cool yeah, I'm interested. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it sounds <clears throat> cool. The next one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Bungie. Yes. <laughs> um, Helm now appears in the director's destination tab. Moved from the tower map and has its own map. Focused Umbral Engrams and Prismatic Recaster. Umbral Engrams now auto-decrypt when focused via the Prismatic Recaster. The yes. visual states for focusing options on the Prismatic Recaster have been streamlined to reduce visual clutter and confusion. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Bungie. Oh, the man. update we didn't know we needed. Well, for some of us. Okay, the one... I'm talking about the Umbral Engrams. Right. The one I'm talking about, the Helm one, that one was so needed. Holy crap. I hated having to load into the tower, like open up the tower map, just to go into the, the, the stupid little crap in there. And it was a separate loading screen, too. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm in the tower. Why can't you just teleport me there? Or if you're me, you thought you were going to the Helm, but you accidentally loaded into the tower, and now you have to go through yet another loading in process. <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. I, I, and I'm the just... umbral engrams, yes. Thank you. I'm. I was tired of focusing them and then having to like walk over to the side, to then just go through the entire process again. Exactly. It's stupid. It was that it. Okay, don't hate me, but the umbral engram system is kind of stupid, because it's like, oh, if you want to focus it, you go here. But if you want to, un... if you don't want to focus it, you got to go here. Why can't you just make it the one fucking console? Like, come on. Yeah. Just one fucking I console. Thought... Here, I thought that's what they were going to do. I mean, it, it. I mean, it's not... This is definitely a start for at least when you focus things. But, I mean, if you don't focus things, you still have to go to the other console, which is fine. But, you know. It's oh, that's true. All right. Anything Another else big I, change. Anything else you want to add on that real quick? I do not. Okay. Right. I am ready for the next section. I know, right? So, glory, valor, and infamy. These changes are a precursor to some larger improvements planned for Season 15. Example, introducing Vanguard Reputation, replacing Infamy to bring a ring reset in line with Valor and more. We'll have more information on these changes in a few months. So, first up, we have Glory, Valor, and Infamy Reputations have had their internal systems rebuilt to a unified impl implementation. In-game, players should expect minimal perceived changes. 
Unified Glory and Valor. Um, Glory, Valor, and Infamy rank reputation tracking. Before Forsaken, Glory and Valor had only major ranks. Guardian, Brave, etc. After Forsaken, Glory and Valor gained sub-ranks. Brave 1, Brave 2, Brave 3, alongside Infamy. However, all the historical tracking lifetime ranks and quest usage still use the original major ranks. Now, the sub-ranks are now referred to as simply as ranks, and all usage has been converted to, the, to use them where appropriate, i.e. all lifetime values and quest targets have been multiplied by 3. Okay, I don't really understand that, but cool, I guess. It's more streamlined, I guess. It's, it's universal across the board then, I'm guessing. That's what they're saying. Yeah, it was mainly for, for triumphs and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good to know. So it was saying it was only going based off of like the brave hero. Yeah, uh, it was based off it was based off of that. It wasn't adding the sub rank of one, two, or three. Uh, so they okay. just multiplied it by three for the triumphs. Okay, that's not bad. That's cool. Um, Glory playlists no longer block Valor win streaks from declining. The Valor badge now appears on the trials screen launch. Um, Infamy win streak bonus is now linear, so plus 35 points per win. And Glory win streak bonus is now linear, plus 20 points per win. Note, with the inevitable update to Vanguard Reputation, players should be ready to spend their Vanguard tokens during Season of the Splicer. So, next season, not, not the Splicer, but the season after that, so Season 15, Vanguard Reputation will be in line with what we have with current uh, Gambit and Crucible, which is great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm happy for that too. So, anything you want to add on these? Uh, no, that one was pretty straightforward. Cool, cool. Um, next up, Eververse. This is a really good one, I think. But uh, Eververse archive filtering. So players can now easily filter the offerings in the storefront archive tab. So now you can actually choose between. I think I believe they're doing it with like seasons. I'm hoping they are. So you can actually pick what season you want these from, which is nice in the archive tab. Um, per numerous community requests, we've added many exotic weapon armor ornaments from previous seasons to the archive tab. So I'm assuming they've added stuff from way back when. Way the fuck back when. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I'm hoping for that, because I'm tired of looking for shit like that in stupid bright engrams. I never get that shit. Like, the last one I got, I was, like, so excited I got it. It was a, I don't even use this gun, but it was a Rat King ornament. I finally got this thing, and I'm like, yay, I got an ornament for a weapon I don't really use. Yay! <laughs> you know but you couldn't buy it in the store so you were happy yeah exactly i finally got something random that's actually good <laughs> and that isn't like another shader that you already have yeah right that's the, that's what talking about next though so bright engrams spawn fx and shaders are now standalone items in bright engrams bright engrams can no longer decrypt into duplicates of these items because technically starting next season you only need one shader because it's all universal. It's all one shader. Yeah, we're going back to D1, but with D2 being able to add the the color on specific armor. Without buying a shitload of them and keeping you in inventory. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm kind of curious about this because they don't mention this, but how does that work for weapons? I'm pretty sure it works the same way. Okay, because I mean, if you think about it, because if you have the whole armor thing, you can set it up to where it just go all the whole thing just goes on all your armor. But the weapons, I'm assuming you still have to go individual, right? You would think, right? 
Like you don't. I'm it, not sure. I don't. I don't remember what the UI looked like, but I have a feeling that all of it'll be there. I'm hoping. So it the is. weapons should be there too. I'm hoping. I mean, if it's not, that's fine. I can still open the weapon and do it the old way. But it'd be nice if it's all in the same place. But if it isn't, oh well. Fuck it. We'll get used to it. Don't don't be surprised if this uh, shade everything option like affects your weapon too, and then people get upset. That then it's they affecting it. the weapon, yeah. and and then they have to like go back and change the weapon after they've already changed everything. So, yeah, right, yeah. Um, next up, a small amount of glimmer will be awarded when decrypting bright engrams. So you'll now get glimmer as well, which is nice. Yay, more glimmer! Like we didn't have enough of it as it is. Yay! <laughs> Can they just increase it to like three fifty right now? Like, come on, <laughs> at this point. Ooh, I'm I'm ready for this next. I I accidentally read ahead. Go ahead, read. Go ahead, read it. Go ahead. Section. Go ahead. Okay. So general things, momentum control and team scorched have returned and will be available as part of the weekly playlist rotation. Added repeatable bounties to Shahan in the Cosmodrome, fixed an issue causing vaulted gear to erroneously drop from strike unique loot lists. Added a full suite of trace rifle focused armor mods to the game. So, finally. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> this is what's funny. So, if you think of if this is what's funny, I don't know if you were here for it or not, but back when the armor mod, the armor 2.0 came out, mm-hmm. you had to use auto rifle. Auto rifle mods were this you were useful for trace rifles. Trace rifles, yeah. So but now the scavengers didn't work. Yeah, exactly. So now they're finally fixing it. I'm like, this is great. This is great. Divinity users will actually be happy. They can actually finally get shit for their gun now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, my clan mate, my clan mate's super excited. He likes to rock Coldheart in oh, Crucible. that's a classic. And so now he can finally get a scavenger for it. Mm-hmm. And an auto and a reload and things like that. Yeah, this would be nice. This would be nice. I wonder if they're going to bring some and, more trace rifles in. I'm also glad to see some, some new... Uh, or some returning uh, modes to mm. the Crucible playlist, it looks like. Momentum control is really good if you want to get weapon levels. Okay. If you want to level, level up a catalyst and things like that, momentum control is really good for that because the whole point of it is no abilities. It's mostly weapons. You didn't play. You never played momentum control when it came out? I'm not going to lie. No, I never did. Dude, momentum... So basically what it is is it's... Uh, if you use your grenade, it takes double the time to to get your grenade back, no matter what stat number you have. It takes double oh. the time. So you have a long-ass fucking time for your grenade or your melee. So it's like okay. a, you get a one-time use of it. You get like halfway through the game, and you finally get your shit back, and you're like, oh, cool. And finally you get the, near the end of the game, you get your super, you're like, oh, cool, yay. You know, yeah. Gotcha. So it's like the opposite of mayhem. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact opposite, which is great. It's great. It's super great if you want to get sniper rifle kills. Most people, how they got their recluse was momentum control. Not recluse. Okay, uh, so... Uh, what's it called? Fuck, I can't think of the name of it. But it's a sniper rifle. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's that. Um, okay, so... Do you want to take the next part? Sure. I'm just going to say that the patch notes are planning to drop in full around 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, Pacific Daylight Time next Tuesday, along right alongside the season of supplies or release um and one more thing we go um while the following won't happen in update 3.2.0 
we have some news concerning 2018. 2018 Sphere armor glows. In the 20, April 22nd TWAB article, it was stated that glows for these armor sets would not be supported by armor senses due to technical issues. Since the new 2020 ornament mechanics we were well, were well received, we were able to rework slash rebuild now how 2018 and 2019 glows work to address the community's request. Our current plan is to make these glows into universal ornament sets like the 2020 Soul Sphere armor, universal armor ornaments. This will fix some limitations. These ornaments will not be updated to support stasis, but will support Soar, Arc, and Void subclasses. In addition, the granted ornaments for will be for the legendary armor set from each year only. Players who acquired any sub, subclass type glows for that year slot will receive the corresponding legendary universal armor ornament set for all three classes. Um, we are hoping to have this fix deployed by Social Heroes 2021, but we cannot yet guarantee the date. Stay tuned for future swabs for additional information. So basically what saying is we couldn't fix it in time, so hopefully we'll be back in time for 2021's Social Heroes so you can get that, which I, I was one of those stupid people that did buy an Armor Glow for the 2019, I believe, um, Social Heroes. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say is it was one of those ones you bought a glow for it and you actually got to apply the glow to it yourself. So now I'm actually going to get that armor set back is what it's saying. And they're basically turning it into the last year's ornament set to where whenever you put it on, your armor would automatically glow with that color based on what subclass you had you, you were using. So And that's cool. It's nice. I think it's kind of nice. But, yeah. All right. Next one is the update. The the final countdown so there's no such thing as a final countdown in a live series environment we've performed this ritual many times before but it's just as exciting today as it was back in 2014 player support knows the song it's almost time to dance and this is their report so seasonal ties and budget rewards season of the chosen ends on may 11th viewer update 3.2 timeline for the what time it will end season splice begins before the season ends players who are on the season chosen um the chosen conqueror and flawless title should claim them to equip them to make sure they don't lose them. So equip your title if you have not done that yet. To make sure you have it. Um, next up, they have multiple rewards. We'll end in-game at May 11th if you haven't earned them already. Which is the Europa Penguin Finger Figurine. The Chosen Seal Pin. Um, Hawk Moon Long Sleeve Shirt. Guardian Games Golden Pin. Golden Medal Pin. And the Guardian Games 2021 Get Jacket. Um, season Seasonal challenges will be will go um they will change um the only thing that is staying so here's what's interesting so seasonal challenges we as we announced earlier when season of the chosen ends the end season of the splice begins seasonal challenges from the season of the chosen will be retired any seasonal challenges that are required to upgrade the war table in helm will be available to complete so if you have not done your war table to max level yet you will still be able to max your war table out they are not going to make you not be able to do that, which I think there's a reason for that because I feel like you're going to go back to the war table at some point during next season. Uh, I don't think so. It's more so for anybody who wanted to be able to get that uh, seasonal sparrow. I don't think it's just in that. Order to... <clears throat> I think that in order to, to get that, you had to level up the table to its max. And there were a few seasonal challenges that you had to perform. In order to get that, so it yeah. sounds like they're keeping those. Are those though? So that is a ship you had. You were talking about, isn't it a ship? I thought. Yeah, did didn't I say the ship? They said sparrow. Whoops. Yep, the ship. 
That's cool. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it's a ship. I don't remember there being a sparrow in one of these yet. <laughs> yeah, the space doodah. Yeah. It, 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 I think it's cool that they're keeping these because it, it lets people still be able to complete it. And it is a, a thing that's not really necessary, but it, it's, it's a cool concept. I like the idea of this. So that's just my thought. Just like they still have the uh, the hunts. Yeah, right. From last season. Well, I, I like, okay. I love the idea of them keeping all the seasonal the seasonal activities around. Because I still go into the hunts every once in a while when I'm bored. I'm like, ah, eh, fuck it. I can go kill a boss for like two seconds. It's not hard. Come on. Let's go. Um, they're great for farming things. I did a, uh, I completed one of my catalysts doing it because it was just super fucking easy. Like, I straight up, I did this in the, uh, the taken, the, the really massive captain. The, the fallen captain one. The very first one you oh, do. Oh, okay. I basically, all I did was I ran into that room, killed everything in that room had the boss kill me and then reset it and started all over again because it lets you plant flags. So I just kept planting flags and getting all my ammo back and just kept charging in and get my, my catalyst completed. <laughs> it is, it's great. It's a great way to do it. Cause I mean, if you think about it, it's either that or you have to go into last wish and do it that way. And that's longer process. And right. this is cheaper. Honestly, when it comes down to it, it's cheaper. I don't have to load into a raid and have to do the whole here, here's a code for this, you know. This, I can just take my little thing, kill a little mini-boss in, in, in the outside world and load up and do the shit and be done, you know. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Exclusive from here. Hunts. Yeah. Good for leveling up catalysts. Yep. <laughs> they are great. Um, next up, beginning in Season of Splicer, we're overhauling our shader system, and now shaders can be applied to armor. Um, due to the overhaul, shaders become permanent unlocks, and all shaders and players' inventories will be removed. We encourage everyone to dismantle their shaders before Seasons of Splicer begins to receive Glimmer and Legendary Shards. So, if you haven't done that yet, please go do that and delete everything. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be Monday or Tuesday, and, uh, yeah, you ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> it'll be too late. But definitely, if you haven't done that yet, that definitely needs to be done, okay? I'm just saying, that needs to be done. That should have been done. Not my fault if you didn't do it. I told you this a couple weeks ago, too. <laughs> uh, uh, so, anyways, here's the actual maintenance timeline. So, at 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, maintenance begins. At 9.45, players will be removed from activities and Destiny 2 is brought offline. At 2 p.m., players will be able to log back into Destiny 2. So, it's going to be a long-ass time. Um, at 3 p.m., Destiny 2 maintenance is expected to conclude. This is expected because it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. This is May 7th, though. So, what was May 7th? Oh, it already happened. Oh, that was, uh, that was, that was Friday. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. About that. that was that, that was the other day. I remember that. Everyone was upset because it was taking forever. But they actually finished early, so. Well, it's, but what, so what's nice about that, though, is I like the idea that they, they did this. This was just basically putting the actual patch into the game server. So that when they, when May 11th actually hit, they could actually just turn a switch and say, oh, yeah, it's on. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, it, look at this. Look at this. It says, it says right here, next Tuesday, 9 a.m., maintenance begins. 9.45, players are removed from activities and brought offline. At 10 a.m., player update 3.2 will be available across all platforms and regions. Players will be able to log back into Destiny 2. At 11 a.m., Destiny 2 maintenance is expected to conclude. There's no way you could get a patch pushed out into the world that quickly unless you'd already done it a couple of days before. So that's probably why they did that. <clears throat> so thank you, Bungie, for your foresight. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, I hope my Xbox actually downloads the update before I get home. Otherwise, I'm not see 
do this all alone. I have to wait a couple of hours. <laughs> um, anyways, here's some issues that they will be resolved with update 3.2. A complete list will be shared when the update goes live, of course, with the patch notes. Um, in the word of nothing strike, the number of champions defeated will now track properly for the each player, which is great. Um, Fell Witcher's Helm will only cross 2020 Social Secure's armor glows to defeat default to void, regardless of the player's <coughs> current subclass. Players in the moon will no longer automatically be joining the Hive Virtual Public Event and must engage in combat to join the event as intended. In the Disgrace Strike, players will no longer be locked out of the boss room from spawning too far behind other teammate uh, fire team members. Arc Strider Hunter's combat flow will no longer fail to trigger on melee kills. I don't know what that is, but cool. Um New Light tutorial messages will no longer appear during Crucible and Gambit matches. Thank you, Bungie! I am so annoyed with that. I was trying to do that with my, my Warlock. I did the whole, go back and do the Beyond Light, uh, New Light quest, and you unlock this really cool Stasis-styled emblem. I did that for more Warlock, and that was a bad idea, because as soon as you pick up the stupid quest for the Gambit, Crucible, and Strikes, you get these notifications. Go do these Strikes! Go do the, the Gambit! Go complete uh. these missions! And if you don't, it just sits there and annoys you the entire time. But don't do it. Um, and then also in Gambit, drop modes will no longer disappear immediately after if the opposing team summons a primeval. So, cool. Uh, no issues. I didn't issues. know they did that. I didn't either, to be honest with you. I had no idea. I know about the ones that disappear whenever you kill an enemy. They fall to the fucking floor all the fucking yes. time. And they still haven't fixed it. <laughs> That's different. So. <laughs> Obviously. Thanks, thanks, Bungie. Thanks for your fixes. Yeah. Um, they do have some known issues here. It says uh, we continue to investigate issues regarding low performances on PC. Season of the Chosen quests, the hammer proving and Guardian Games quest may still appear on the season tab of the quest log after the season of Splice just launches. And we're continuing to invest investigate error codes, including Weasel and Anteater. So, there's that. Thank you, Bungie. Right. I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've been weaseled and anteatered. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, I'll always take an anteater over a weasel because weasel takes you out of the full game, whereas anteater just sends you into orbit. Right. I, I raged one day. I never raged, but this was the first time it ever happened. I was in a deep stone crypt run. We're on Atrax. Mm. We're, we're about to complete it. I'm the downstairs scanner. I get weaseled, they lose the, uh, you know, everyone wipes, and I'm like, I'm out. Get somebody else. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm holding you guys back. I don't blame you. I don't blame you, dude. So, Bungie, thank you for looking into it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, here at the end, DMG04 likes to say some stuff. Oh, it says, that's it. You've, earned, you've arrived at the end of the TWAB. A few thousand words of fun. But every show must come to an end. This week was a wonderful opportunity to show off some shiny new toys, but real fun with kickoff next Tuesday. The team will be watching as players embark on a new journey of discovery. While I said that the earning new loot can be one of the best feelings in Destiny, I don't think there's anything more satisfying for us on the development side than seeing content finally getting into your hands. New story, new lore, new loot, and hopefully some new friendships to make along the way. Thanks for stopping by. See you again soon. This time next week, I'll be wearing some fancy new clothes as I start to prep for Vault of Glass. Ooh. So. That's the twob. It is. That is the twob. So let me see. I am, I'm, 
I'm ready. So technically, technically, so today, so today is the 9th, Sunday the 9th of May. We technically only have, let me see how many days, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 days, 13 days for Vault of Glass's launch. Now, as a community, I'm talking to everybody, I'm talking about Garden Downcast, I'm talking about the Guardian Hub, I'm talking about, you know, everybody, everybody you can think of. I want to see if we can't get a world's first team ready to go for Vault of Glass. I don't even care for going for world's first. Just I want to fucking do it, man. Come on. Challenge mode, let's fucking go. Let's, we got to have some fun with this shit. I mean, it's a classic raid. We all should remember how to do it. I mean, I could probably still pick it up. As soon as I go back in, I'm probably like, oh, fuck yeah, I remember how to do this. This is fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> even though I haven't done it in years, but I'm pretty sure I can pick it up. There will be one big difference, though. Mm. No Gallahorn. See, okay, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. The shit we have now is probably more powerful than the Gallahorn is, <laughs> if you think about what? it. You might have a point. I mean, you, we have but Wardcliffe it, Coil. <laughs> but it will, be, it will be interesting to see how people change things up, because yeah. that, was the, that was the strategy in Destiny 1. Even going back and playing it with my friends, they were like, you got Gallahorn? Uh, let me check. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I mean, it, it, Gallahorn was one of those go-to ones. You, no matter what, Gallahorn always had something to it that always made it viable. No matter what you did, it was always viable. Yeah, so most likely this time it'll be, like, Divinity, Anarchy, and some other heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I, I'm my clan has already been putting together a team because we want to go forward, too. Nice, nice. See, I would love to do, so, I was listening to, uh, what's his name, uh, Hazelnut on uh, the Guardian Downcast. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing him out here right quick. But uh, for all our listeners here, he was mentioning that we were going to do, he wanted to do a, uh, a race between the, the different um, podcasts and see whose team could make it there first. I would love to do this. This would be, I think, would be some of the most fun we've had in a while, just to fuck around with each other and see who's the fastest fucking team. He was also talking about doing it with uh, consoles, console versus console. So he's talking about having a uh, Xbox uh, Series X versus a uh, PS5 or PS4 or whatever. Like that's fucking cool too. I'd love to see if Xbox could win, man. Come on, we know we can. <laughs> oh, we definitely could. I'm just afraid of what those challenges are going to be. Oh, I know. I, I, I am kind of curious to know what they're going to do. I mean, I would love to see this be really good. But at the same time, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I don't want to know. Because like, uh, they did say that if you don't do the mechanic of the challenge, you will wipe. Yeah, so it, basically, I, I want to say it's going to basically be like you have to complete the raid, but in a cha- certain specific way. Like you have to do a certain encounter in a specific way. That's outside the normal. Yeah. So I'm assuming... Yeah, they explained that in last week's TWAB, I believe. I, I want to say, like, could you imagine having to do Gorgon's Maze, but you have to kill all the Gorgons? <laughs> I mean, it was hard It was hard enough to destroy one. I know. That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine having to do that? <laughs> uh, I, I think this raid... I think Vault of Glass will actually be harder this year. Because there is no ability to clutch this fucker anymore you cannot clutch it because you have that two minute timer when you have no coins you're right i feel like this is gonna be boiled 
This is going to be you just hard. Had to, yeah, you just had to wait out the uh, self-res token, uh, timer. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I am kind of curious to know how they're going to do this. You know? It'll be fun to you watch. It'll be fun to do. I would love to get a, I would. It's a Saturday. I would love to get a raid team to go, man. I would love to do this. Let's fucking go. Uh, I'm definitely excited for everything coming this season. I am a sidearm main, so having an exotic <sighs> sidearm, another one, I'm happy. It looks like you're right. It does look like a sidearm. If it's another seasonal sidearm, another one to add to the collection, mm-hmm. happy. A lot of good fixes coming. I'm just, I'm ready for a new season. I'm ready to discover more stuff. And I feel like we're in a good place right now. We are. I'm hoping it's not like this season. I'm going to be real with you. This season was kind of bland. As soon as I finished all the story quests, I was like, I'm done. I got other games I can play real quick. I can go play some other games, you know. So I took a break. This this season, as soon as... Go ahead. It was just bland after you finished everything. Yeah. Like, I still have seasonal challenges that I'm never going to complete. I was going to try and get the the whole max seasonal challenges thing so I could unlock the uh, emblem. I'm going to say it was seven weeks. Yeah, it was only seven seven weeks. weeks of content. Seven weeks. And then we had to wait another six weeks Mm -hmm. to get the new season. So, yeah. I agree. It It was bland the last six weeks. I ended up diving into other games. Yeah, same. I played Call of Duty. I played, like... Jedi Fallen Order, I started up my Dead Space campaign again, I started up all kinds of crazy shit, and I, it, it's just, it's one of those things, it was just, it, as soon as that seven weeks was over, you're like, oh, the story's done? Oh, well, why do I need to keep coming back, you know? There was nothing really else to do, besides and upgrading more War my, Table. That's my only concern with, what is it, July 6th to August 3rd. I have a feeling that once the Solstice of Heroes begins, um, that might be where you see people fall off. Well, I could see that. I can also see... Because, again, Solstice of Heroes isn't that really big. It's not that much. You don't do much. You just go do the armor. Right. Which, that is time-consuming as all fucking hell. Um, and you think you get the EAZ, the Euro- uh, European Aerial Zone or whatever. Um <clears throat> But I'm also worried about this weekly pinnacle mission, because I mean, if it's you, you look at this. You so you get one in May 11th, and then May 18th, which is the next week, you get another one, another override mission. So that's the moon. So you have the first one is obviously um, where is it uh, Europa. Then you have the moon is the second one. Then, mm-hmm. on May 25th, which was the next reset, so three weeks in a row, then you finally get um, the new weekly, mi- the new override on the Tangle Shower. Then after that, it's only the weekly pinnacle missions. Like, after that, it's just pin- weekly pinnacle missions. So it starts right after the 25th for that weekly p- pinnacle mission. So that'd be the only point you need to come back in. There is no more addition of... True. Activity they'll most portions. likely add a. They'll most likely add a quest like they did with Season of the Chosen. Yeah. To progress the story. 
I'm guessing it so, is a story quest thing. I'm, I, I like that idea. I loved that. That was great. Drip fed. It made us come back every week to come play the story and find out what the fuck's going on this season. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm looking forward to this season. I feel like the season's content's going to be great. I've been wanting a fallen season. This is the, I think this is like the first season we've gotten that's basically fallen. Uh, it's vexed though. No, no, I mean like the main character. A lot of characters are. Fallen, oh, the main though. characters vexed. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, the main the villains is vex, right. but I mean like we, we we haven't gotten anything about fallen yet. Like right now, if you think about it, what's going on this season? We've been trying to team up with uh, the cabal, right? Next season, yeah, we're teaming up with the fallen. So the third season, the very last season before Witch Queen, could be us teaming up with somebody else who we don't know yet. But or or we discover how to take control of the Taken. Ooh, ooh, ooh! That could be a really good hint to like what's coming up next for the the, the new super. Ooh, ooh! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like, a, it's a 50-50 shot. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a great season. Mithrax is finally getting some real content, finally, for him. I'm looking forward to it as a lore guy right? that, loves, that loves Mithrax lore. Like, I'm looking forward to reading uh, the book, this book here. Because we're going to do another book. As soon as we finish Cade's book, I believe we're going to go into this book. Let me find out what book it was again. Um... <clears throat> I think we we're gonna do which one was it again i think it was um from the front i think or it was oh crap where was it at i can't remember what it was it was again but it was a really good book we were gonna go into and i'm like this is gonna be great but definitely one of those ones we want to check out I'm looking forward to it. it. Mentions kind of come, kind of Mithrax, I believe. It mentions a bunch of really cool stuff. So, definitely one of those things I want to definitely check out. So, sweet. Well, this is kind of a weird outro because we technically recorded this last out of everything else. So, if you if you listen to this episode, it's gonna be kind of a weird, weird episode. Okay. Um. Anyways, real quick. Uh. Sharp Valor, thank you for coming on the show. It was badass. You were an amazing guest. We love, I love talking with you. You have a really good mind. I'm so looking forward to hearing your podcast. It's, it's. I think you have a, you have a solid foundation when it comes to an idea of how you want Destiny to be. And I think this is going to be a great podcast when it comes out. I'm just, I'm looking forward to even listening to myself. So, um, real quick, you want to make some uh, shameless plugs here for all your content and things. Oh yeah. Of course, whether you wanted it or not, here comes the shameless plug. Uh, so, <laughs> as soon as the first op episode drops, um, you should be able to find it under whether we wanted it or not. Uh, the It's silly because our acronym is going to be highly convoluted. It's WWWION. Like, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a website great like it's great but that's gonna be the uh the acronym for it it is a it's a mouthful both ways it doesn't matter whether you say it out or you use the acronym but you're gonna use some air getting that one out um yeah uh i'm not exactly sure where what uh 
platforms it's going to be on. I'll be using Anchor to uh, send it out, so hopefully it'll be everywhere. Um, but look out for whether we wanted it or not. Uh, it'll I'll be the host, and I have at least one other co-host. We might have a third, but it all depends on um, schedules. Yeah. So definitely what the show the show's name is we're gonna go over changes to the game future content and all of our opinions on the game whether we whether we wanted it or not everything that happens within the game that's that's what we're gonna talk about we'd like to have a few interviews here and there i won't say that that'll be like the main focus because the three of us were very opinionated people um I haven't confirmed my friend's username yet because he has, like, three, so I don't remember which one he wants to go <laughs> off of. Uh, so once I get all that settled in, we'll, we'll definitely be here, and I'm excited to start this journey. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I know it was super last minute, but as soon as you said it, I was like, I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I'm game. It's awesome. Dude, I, I, I do apologize. It was very last minute. It was just one of those things. I'd gotten home from work, and I'm like, you know, you had mentioned in one of your messages to me that you were getting ready to start recording for your own podcast. I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's just come on our podcast. Come on, get some shameless plugs out there, you know? I mean, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this was definitely the right kind of warm-up. Oh, yeah. It, 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 this, is, this, this helps you kind of experience like exactly what's going on, you know? I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't show you exactly what we do. But it at least gives you an idea of like how to talk to people, what you need to say, you know. And it gives you an idea of what, what's a good conversation and things like that that helps to keep things on right. focus, you know. And once again, my name is Sharp. Uh, my full name is Sharp Valor. And you can find me on Twitter at Sharp Valor. Right now, that's all I have. I haven't started streaming yet, but I do have Sharp Valor on Twitch. So further down the line, nice. Got to take one project at a time. Yeah, it is, it's a very hard. It, trust me, I'm, I'm doing both projects. I got a, I got a podcast and a stream, and I try to do both. It's very hard to do, but definitely yeah. worth it in the long run. But no, it, it, I, I cannot wait to hear you guys talk about this. I do have one thing real quick. You did mention when we we're off recording, you did mention that you guys had a, like a really cool like game show segment. Can you want to talk a little bit about that real oh. quick? I just, want, I just, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> so we're still fleshing it out. But essentially, I want to have like a a small little trivia game in the segment in the middle of the show. I'm not 100% like married to the name, but it'll probably be along the lines of whether they said it or not. Mm. Um, And it'll be going based off of dialogue within the game and seeing if our contestants can guess it right. Nice. Uh, So small little cash prizes will be awarded to uh, people who can prove their knowledge of destiny and showing that they are the nerdiest of nerds nice nice i like that that's that's awesome dude that's that's awesome i'm not even gonna lie that's pretty cool you know i mean i would never be able to do that i'm gonna be real with you i don't have the time to find shit like that i'm just saying <laughs> but i think this is gonna be and fun. you know i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm kind of like I shot myself in the foot, too, because I realized how much work's going to go into that. <laughs> yes. Preparing week after week. 
Well, see, see, but it's definitely you, something I want to do. Well, see, if you don't do guests all the time, you don't have to worry about that as much. Whereas if you have oh, guests right. like we do, we try to have a guest on every week. I mean, there's going to be a few weeks. Like this week, we were actually planning on not having a guest. But again, I saw that you were you were online. I'm like, oh, fuck, let's go. Let's go. Let's get, let's get sharp in here. Because I, I think this is a fun conversation to have with you, you know. But yeah. if you don't do guests all the time, it shouldn't be too hard. Because then you can plan for like, oh, here, I'm going to have a guest three weeks from now. I can plan three weeks ahead, get all this stuff done to where it's done, and then guess what? As soon as it shows up, it's already done. We don't have to do it. Not last minute or anything like that. Don't don't be like me. I make our, our outline comes out like 15, 20 minutes before we start recording. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't be like me, okay? I plan to do it usually Thursday nights, but that doesn't work out because uh, nah, I just forget. Life happens. I just forget. Yeah, life happens. <laughs> so I get off work on Friday and I'm rushing to get this all crap done so I can get this all done. <laughs> I'm like, type, like, fuck. So, but no. It, no, it, I get it. it. All I can say is podcasting is a journey. It's super fun. I have met so many great people and chatted with so many great people. I've made so many good friends, and it's it's been amazing. I, I love every minute of it. I would not trade this for anything. I Not even my wife. My wife, I, I couldn't trade her for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. She's asleep. She can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost is clear. He's safe. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yes. Yes. I say that as, like, a water bottle is traveling across your house right now. I know, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> not right. getting the back of the head. Well, see, she's right behind me. You don't have to worry about it. I'm, she's, like, literally right behind me. <laughs> it's okay, everybody. I can see him right now. He's safe. He's fine. He's still in one piece. For now. For now. As soon as I get off the mic and the camera's off, it might be totally different. <laughs> but, no, it, it has been so much fun talking with you about this. I mean, I love the fact that you have you've got so much knowledge on certain things I don't have knowledge in. Exactly, like, especially PvP and things like that. I'm not a big PvP guy. I shoot things. I go into game and go shoot to it. I don't care. I don't care what it does. It just needs to die. It's all I care about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know too much about PvP at this point. Um, I, I am a goal-oriented person when it comes to video games. So okay. as soon as I tell myself I want to get to this point, I just hone in on it, find all the information that I can to like get better, and then down the road, once I achieve that goal, I kind of like move on to the next one. Uh, so right now my goal is to get to a 1.0 KD. Nice. Uh, and PvP, I'm on the way. I recently hit .95, and I started at .83. Not bad. So Nice, man. Nice. Congrats. Good luck on that journey. Six months. <laughs> Good luck on that journey. That's a crazy journey. That oh, it's going to be a small right segment now. on the show. It's going to be called The Road to 1.0. Nice. Nice. That's very cool, dude. I like the fact that you got these really cool segments planned. I'm I'm so looking forward to your podcast. I mean, I'm telling you, man, it's 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 fun because you get to experiment with stuff that you're not hearing in the other podcasts. But at the same time, it's uh, almost daunting because you realize that when you are creating, you're going into a place where other people aren't right now. So mm-hmm. you're kind of the only one. So I'm excited and terrified all at the same time. Don't be. It, it, it takes some time. Like, I think we're one of the few people that still does the internet. We do. So we're, we're very few of the podcasts, of the podcasts that we have all, like Guardian Downcast and everybody, that we do the interviews and a lore segment. I know right. a few of the other, there's actually a lore podcast out here that actually does just straight lore. And lore. it's great. I, I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but it, I do know that they do it. 
But they don't do like the whole small person interview with a little bit of lore. They do just the lore as far as I know. Which I like being able to have community people come on that don't even know anything about lore. And it's just fun to talk about it because it lets us all experience something different. I mean, you didn't get to experience any lore this week because time constraints, issues, and things like that. So we just ended up skipping a lot of the stuff that we normally do. But we'll have you on the show again at some point, and we will definitely do a lore segment with you. I'm ready for it. Because I remember when you recorded that one that one uh, Cade book chapter for us, which is amazing. I love that, that chapter. It was so good. It was such a good one. So glad you did that, man. Oh, dude, I don't even read lore, and when you had me read it, I was like, yo, this is cool. I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's so much fun. I, I'm, I'm not even a big lore guy. I don't read the lore tabs. I'm not like Gator who gets a new brand new fucking gun. He's got to open the lore tab and read it. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck cares? It's a gun. Let's go shoot some shit. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's I, I love reading it. It's just very interesting. It's very it gives you more in de- in depth on like characters and what's going on in the background of the whole story of what you're doing. You know, like who the fuck knows what happened last week when we were busy going and killing stuff. You know, who the fuck yeah, knows? Yeah, I, want, I wonder what happened while we were out. You know, beating titans and warlocks. I, I'm curious to see. Uh, <laughs> Well, you remember that lore piece? I can't remember where I found it, but I remember seeing this on on some Reddit page. I believe it was Reddit. But it said that there's actually a lore tab somewhere in the game that says Zavala rigged the games this year. That's why there's those fireworks in the sky that say Titan. You notice those? Yeah, that's more of like the Titan symbol is just really close to fireworks. Like, Could you imagine Hunter or Warlock symbols? I mean, they it is possible. They've done crazier stuff in real life. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, no, you it makes I mean, sense. I mean, the fireworks should have been at least blue or yellow too. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, it was kind of interesting. I'm like, "Damn, that's actually really genius." I mean, if you think about it, Zavala could have rigged the games. He really could. He has the ability to. He could have rigged the games, but obviously True. he didn't cuz uh, they and, lost. And all they could <laughs> and all they could do was lost sectors. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't even do the hard stuff. So I feel like that's not even helping. <laughs> uh, true. That's true. They could only earn bronze medals, guys. It's okay. <laughs> that's why they lost. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, well, thank you once again for having me on the show. No, dude, thank you for coming in real last minute again. I, I, I do apologize for that, but it was so much fun having you on here. I mean, just now, the, the hour to two hours we recorded of just the TWAB itself has been so much fun just chatting with you about certain things and, you know, getting the excitement out of there. You know, there's so much stuff in this stuff that needs to be said that, you know, I have really bad, I my mouth gets really tongue-tied, all the crap. And so I'm terrible when it comes to reading things. Don't ask me to read things. But, but no, I mean, it, it has been so much fun talking with you, hearing about your podcast. I'm, again... So looking forward to it. If you haven't, if you haven't heard me say it enough, by the time people listen to this episode, if you haven't listened to it before it came, when it first came out, definitely check out. What is the podcast name again? Whether we wanted it or not. Awesome, 
Awesome. I may actually, since you did send me that intro clip that you have preview, I may throw that in our podcast here or there, here and there, every once in a while when we mention it, because it's just awesome. I love the fact that you made this really cool intro of Zavala saying that. I mean, it's just badass. That is just such a perfect intro. Yeah, I mean, there's there's honestly too much to talk about when it comes to this stuff. Um, it's mainly just, I had the gear, I have some of the skills, I said, why not? I might as well start. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, and especially as somebody said the other day, if you if it's something you want to do, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I started this whole podcast as a uh, a thing for my clan, and it's turned out to be something bigger, and it's it's wonderful. I'm loving this. I mean, this is just it is it is it's fun. It's just something I get to do on the weekends that I get to have fun with and chat with people that have a like minded opinion or an, op- yep. an opposite opinion, and we can talk about the differences of why our opinions are different. It, it is so much fun. Because it gives opportunity for people to hear me, which I don't need to be heard. I'm terrible. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, that's just, not true. I, He's just, lying, people. He's not terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just been so much fun just talking with people, and you know, people can hear my opinion and how I think the game should work, and people can also make opinions off based off of what I'm saying, yeah. and it, it lets them build their own opinion. Based on things I'm saying, people other people are saying, other podcasts are saying, because I have a different opinion than the Gator. I have a totally different opinion than Kingsley Mack. And it's great. It's what's one thing that's nice. Is everybody's got a different opinion, and now you can get different opinions from all these different podcasts, which I'm looking forward to yours because I know you're going to have a way different opinion than I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and my guys are also very opinionated, too. Which is great. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and we're looking forward to having you on the show when we get there. I'm gonna try. So, I'm gonna try. So look out, look out for that DM because you will be making a guest appearance on my right. show, whether you wanted it or not. <laughs> dude, see, <laughs> see, that is such a perfect name because you get to say that kind of crap all the time now. Oh, dude, I am going to use the hell out of that in my show. Do it. Do it. It's man. gonna. It's the tagline. Gotta. I feel like it's only right. Gotta. You have to do that. But no, again, this has been. This is a uh, sharp valor. Amazing guy. Definitely want to check him out. Anything he does, he's a really good guy. He's always helpful. I, I asked him a couple of times just to do a raid or a, a strike or whatever, and we'll do it. It's awesome. Pretty cool guy. Um. Anyways, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give shout-outs to uh, King Kai, who couldn't make it tonight to the, the podcast, uh, the, the, the TWAB reading, and uh, Sweaty Spooks. So if you haven't checked them out, Sweaty Spooks, you can find him on anything and everything as Sweaty Spooks. That's twitch.tv slash... Sweaty Spooks, and uh, Twitter, Sweaty Spooks. Uh, I don't even know if he wants his Discord name out there, but I'm not going to do it. But King Kai, I know he has his Discord name out here, but um, King Kai doesn't have anything else besides Discord. But King Kai is Discord is... Um... Shit, I think I have streamer mode enabled. I do. Crap. I don't need that. <laughs> I can't see numbers if I can't if I have streamer mode on. Um, it's still enabled. What the hell? There we go. Um, <clears throat> so TFB King Kai can be found on Discord as TFB King Kai, hashtag 8276. And on Xbox, it is capital T, capital F, capital B, space, capital K, King, capital K, with a space in between them is Kai. So TFB King Kai. So pretty cool. Pretty cool, guys. Definitely check them out. And who are you and where can we find you? Um, I am Truth Lives. That's a capital T, capital L, one for an I. That's anywhere you can, any everywhere. I actually just updated my uh, my twit my Twitter 
Twitter be Truth Lives at Truth Lives now instead of TFB Truth Lives at Truth Lives. So now it's just Truth Lives at Truth Lives. Um, Twitch.tv slash Truth Lives. Xbox. And Discord, Truth Lives. Hashtag 4409. So you can always check me out. So Love it. Dude, you, to, you get used to having to memorize this kind of crap. You just got to get used to it, man. But again. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I try to not tease numbers. Right. I don't blame you. But no, if, let me say this. If, it, if you ever do not get discouraged when an episode messes up, audio fails, you lose an episode, don't get discouraged. I have a few of those that have happened. I have an entire episode with a, with a really good guest. We had a really good conversation for like five hours almost. And I, it all got ruined. And so I couldn't edit it. I couldn't do anything with it. Couldn't salvage it. And it was ruined. And I, I was really upset about it. I haven't even got him back on the podcast yet. But do not be discouraged. Just take everything with it, as it is and just be like, okay, well, next time I know what not to do. I will work gotcha. on it. And then you just, again, I have a Twitter account for our, our Guardian Ghost Cast. You can always follow us there on Godier and Ghost Cast. Or I believe it's on Twitter. Let me see if it is. I don't remember what we actually have it listed as for Twitter. Because it is different. But, um, let's see. Wrong account. I have too many Twitter accounts on my phone. So, for Guardian Ghost Cast Podcast, it is Guardi- at Guardian Ghosts. So, it's, it's two S's. So, Guardians Ghosts. There, you can follow us there um, on Twitter. That way you can check out. But I usually post like things like, this is our recent our guest this week. Ask us questions there. You can ask us questions on our uh, Discord server, which is hopefully by the time this is heard, I will have the other episode from Muted Fox. We now have a fully official Discord server. Um, it's still in a work in progress. We are still making things for it. Um, the rules are nowhere to be existent. I sent uh, Sharp Valor here an invite. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but I did send him an invite. It is there. Um, there's all kinds yeah, of things. Second invite. Okay, I'll send you a second invite. Um, <laughs> but there's all kinds of things. I mean, I've got... We're planning on doing a bunch of cool things. But you can always ask questions in there. We actually have to do a, que- a questions thing there as well. Feedback and discussion. Talk about things like that there. But if you, if I ever see... If any of my episodes get messed up or anything like that and I have got problems, I usually try to tweet it on our Twitter or some kind of social media somewhere saying, hey, the episode may be a little late. Episode may be a little different something happened can't fix it deal with it i mean <laughs> but again Makes it's sense. it's one of those things it's you're gonna have to you're gonna get used to doing stuff like that it's 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 a challenge it's a learning process i still haven't learned all the tricks and tips i mean i've got uh, theories of how to do some things it's it's gonna be one of those things you're gonna learn as you go it's the best way to do it well, well i love the podcast that you have produced so far with the skills that you have which is so... zero <laughs> <laughs> I have no skills in audio lying. editing. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying once again. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But but uh, I will have to uh, be heading out because it oh. is late. It's cool, man. Don't mean to keep and you any longer. Once again, man. Anytime, anytime. Well, for those of you who are listening, uh, this will be our. We're gonna make do a quick outro again, but you'll hear this outro again later on. But anyways. This has been Truth Lives. Sharp Valor. And remember, Guardians, GG, and we'll see you in the wild. Whether we wanted it or not.
All right, Guardians, we are back for our closing segment. And in this segment, we talk about our music for the playlist. So, uh, Truth, why don't you walk us through uh, your picks this week, my friend? Shit, what do I have to go first? thought we usually make the guests go first. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm just going from the the, the list on the paper here. You were first up. (laughs) So, first up, because I wasn't planning on being here. I picked them like five minutes ago, to be honest with you. Um... (laughs) It wasn't planned that I was going to be here because of time constraints. wasn't sure when I was going to get home. But I chose Don't Stop Believing" by Journey because it's just a good song. That's just a really good song. Don't stop believing. And everybody's at least got to heard, at least have heard this song at least once in their entire life. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, it doesn't matter back. who you are. The <laughs> second you hear it, you just immediately start singing along. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then my other one is another band that I've, you know, it's a classic, but it's called uh, Fever Dreams by Dio. Ooh. I love Dio. They're really good. They have got so good of, like, just a sound. It's just, it's so nice. It's one of my favorites. Holy diver. Oh, dude, that's a classic. I added that to our our old playlist, but that was a classic one, too. Yeah, 100%. Sharp. What did you bring to the table? I'm so glad that you asked. So the first song is Princes of the Universe by Queen. This song was the featured song in the movie Highlander, which I recently saw on my 80s movies binge. And I really I really like the way that it kind of sounds. It reminds me of Destiny. You know, when, when they're singing Princes of the Universe, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's me. That's my hunter right there. That's my titan right there. We princes of the universe. Uh, so that was that was one that I really liked. It's a very hype song. And then the second one is whenever I feel like in a, a mean, epic mood, I put on The Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace because it has a mean bass. I just love the bass riff. I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it. And uh, Kai had to leave us early tonight, but his picks were Lights and Sounds by Yellow Card and Want You Bad by The Offspring. Fantastic choices. This week, I was feeling a little bit nostalgic, and uh, I picked some songs from a favorite movie of mine, Guardians of the Galaxy. The... uh, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, The Awesome Mix, Volume 2. First song, I've chosen Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue is done by the Electric Light Orchestra. Fantastic song, and like, as soon as you start hearing it, it just immediately puts you in such a good mood. (laughs) And uh, the second song that I chose tonight is Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. Come and get your... Anyways. <laughs> I'm done singing on podcasts. I did the poker rap the other week. I did a um, a speak pipe for GDC recently doing a different Pokemon song, but I related it to Destiny, and uh, I put a little sting in there for Gator just to be a loving jerk. <laughs> I love our, our our buddy Gator though. Love that guy. 
So uh, if you're hearing this, Gator, you know that I love you, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, those are um, my two picks for the week. Nice. Good what choices, good picks man. they are. Good choice. If I'm not listening to those songs, like my daily playlist, whenever I'm at work and I'm working, if I'm not listening to a podcast, it's going to be, you're, you're going to find Lamb of God on there. You're going to find Gojira on there. You're going to find Pantera on there. Maybe some Steel Panther. Uh, I know we, we got into that one time. What was that song that I added by Steel Panther to our playlist? I think it was Gang Bang at the Old Folks Home. Yes. <laughs> I heard that song. It's fucking amazing. I died. Yeah. I died it's, in the car. It's actually such a good song. <laughs> Not gonna lie, you almost got me a ticket, sweaty. I played <laughs> I played I played your Pantera songs. And before I knew it I was way above the speed limit. And I had to had to rein that bad boy in. <laughs> That's uh that you think Pantera's bad. You should listen to some uh, Lamb of God. Let me see. I'm just gonna find Let's Those are see. those are definitely what I would put in a speeding playlist. Terror and hubris in the house of Frank Pollard. Philadelphia live. That's my favorite version of it. Because they play it the way that I would play it. Oh. It's playing in my headphones right now. I'm starting to get a chub. Sorry. There it is. There's the link. Fuck. Oh, man. I love that band. It gets me in, like, the PvP crucible juice mood. Like, I'm going to kill everything. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> what? Ladies oh. and gentlemen, Sweaty Spooks. You talking about the full album? You talking about the full album? I was talking about Terror and Hubris in the House of Frank Pollard by the uh the live recording of Philadelphia. Um but yes, that entire album that they did that they recorded that whole show is mind-blowing absolutely amazing well um, um there was a song happy. that i what's that it's in the playlist yeah you mentioned 100%. it i, added I it. probably added it already <laughs> no i added it right now <laughs> ah for perfect you. uh trying to think of what the ashes of the wake uh, pretty sure it came from that album there is a song that oh yeah omerda that's another one. That's one that I can actually play like perfectly on guitar. And the weird thing is the introduction of this song. Um, it's all vocals. It's just the lead singer talking. And that's what got me like, oh, shit, this song is going to be fucking wicked. <clears throat> Let me see if I can put on my my best Randy Blith voice. Whoever appeals. Don't oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let me let me hear this for a second. Uh, <clears throat> Whoever appeals to the law against his fellow man is either a fool or a coward. Whoever cannot take care of himself without that law is both. For a wounded man shall say to his assailant, If I die, you are forgiven. If I live, will kill you. Such is the rule of honor. And then the song starts. What is the song? Oh, Merda. Bye. I put it in our little chat there. Bye. Lamb of God. 
Whoever appeals to the law against his fellow man is either a fool or a coward. Whoever cannot take care of himself without that law is both. For a wounded man shall say to his assailant, If I die, you are forgiven. If I live, I will kill you. Such is the rule of honor. Oh, it's in the and then the song starts. Yeah, it's fucking, it's good. It's heavy. I like it. If I die, I'll kill you. I like mm. it. No, if I die, you are forgiven. If oh. I live, oh. I will kill you. Such Man, is the rule of honor. I had I had speech dyslexia. I I crossed the two. Words are hard. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I've I've failed English. Didn't we all? <laughs> it's just because I didn't like doing essays, man. Fuck that shit. It's such a dark song. Broke in the paradigm, an example must be set. Invoke the siren song and sign the death warrant. This is what has been wrought for 30 pieces of silver. The tongues of man and angel's voice by all no, by all beloved betrayed him. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's okay, so sharp. If you like bass, you like drums, you need to hear that song. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. So here real quick. Uh, it's already in the playlist. I added both the two songs you mentioned from Lamb of God into the playlist, so it's already there. I linked the playlist there in our chat. See, they so you have access to it, Sharp. And it'll also be in our show notes on our podcast this week. Sweet. Because I haven't added it any other week. <laughs> so, there you go, guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you once again for having me on. Oh, thank you, man. It was a pleasant surprise. Appreciate you. I think uh, I think that's a show. Yeah. Well, we like to do this little thing at the end of our show. Uh, so whenever we get around to your name, Sharp, just say your name. So, this has been Sorty Spooks. Truth and King lives. Kai. Truth lives. Sharp Valor and GG Guardians. We will see you in the wild. Quick question Do you guys go over where people can find you or no? <laughs> it's okay, we fucked up that anyway. <laughs> I didn't mean, I, I didn't know you were gonna that. say well, King if, Kai. If you're dropping in for the TWAB tomorrow, we can record that second. We can, yeah, okay. Hopefully.